Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Finger Podcast, episode one fifty eight. Mm, real, real casual intro. Yeah, here. you know, I I started going strong, just, but I just ease them into it. Yeah, that's how you got to do it. Uh, I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me, as always, is Ryan Eliopoulos. Since I get this question a lot, Death Stranding is different from Stealth Game. You can enjoy first-person view, but not first-person shooter game. It's brand new game genre that adapted the concept of Strand that we call action game, Strand Game, colon, Social Strand Game. Hi, guys. Ben Magnet. I had a I had a thing going on my head, but Ryan just killed it. Hideo Kojima does yeah, that to you, dude. You, you just straight up Hideo Kojima to me, man. You just got middle geared. I, I did. Oh my god. Best stranding out next month. Sparks with Blues Clues is being rebooted with the actor from the Aladdin stage musical, and they brought the original hosts back, and one of them is a detective. Steve's a detective. Yeah, Steve's Steve detective. graduated as a detective, yeah. the original host, the other like runs a gift shop or something. Yeah. <laughs> Real weird. Old man blues clues. That's, That's my awesome. Favorite. He's back. Blue is very old. I love it. Uh, is it the same? Is it definitely the same dog? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the okay. same dog. It's totally the same. And dog. they're all re- all the all the people who took it over are related. Yep. So this hey, new, man. This new guy's their cousin. Hey, that's hey, man. Uh, it's fair. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe he'll take over Steve's detective agency. Dude, I that's a spinoff show I will absolutely watch. <laughs> <laughs> Steve the detective. There was a rumor going around back in when Steve first left that he like died of a cocaine overdose. Yeah, I heard a lot of things about poor there, old Steve. There was a lot of stupid things really, about him. But he the just, truth was, he just went to college. Yeah, he just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did the show and then I quit. <laughs> yeah, like um, I remember there was like this uh documentary thing on Facebook that was circling around with him saying, "I'm not dead, guys. I I was like." The rumors were he was losing his hair. The I got your clue right here. I'm he right died. Here. He's like, well, he did lose his hair. Yeah, he, bald. he did. But he was like, I just didn't want to do t- children's TV shows for the rest of my life, so I went on to do other things. And he did other things, yeah. and now he's he's coming back. Which now he's doing I think cameos. Yeah, which yeah. I think is good. Yeah, he did keep the chair. That's the one thing he says. Like when I left the set, I'd said I want the chair. That's welcome cute. to the Blues Clues podcast. You're welcome. Hey man, I, we were all children once. Speaking Some of us still still at heart. Kidding me? Blues Clues was like the second I got home from kindergarten. Blues Clues. I had one. One VHS S tape that was Blue's Clues. What's the 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 pink dog's name? Pink pink dog. Isn't there? There's another dog. Oh, his girlfriend. There is. Yeah. No, it's you mean girlfriend. her? No, Blue was a girl. I thought. Blue is a girl. I'm Blue very is a confused. Girl. There's there another dog. A pink dog. There's a pink dog. I don't remember. I guess none of us remember it. Enough. No. Her girlfriend. Progressive. Oh, progressive. <laughs> I doubt hell it. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Blue's Clues aficionados, add us, All please. right, all right. I'll, we'll just I'm add Brooklyn. that. We'll no, do, we'll, right. do a new we'll, sh- we'll do add this to a, a new show talking about Blue's Clues. All right, so how was your guys' week? Someone go first. You go first, Ben. What? Did ben? you never go first? I went first last week. Did you? Yeah. Go first again. Okay, I'll go first again. First yeah. in a row. Yeah, so um, I know I'm stealing Sparks of Thunder here again, but I'm going to do it. As I'm going to do it, but uh, huge shout out to Downright Nerdy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Only one thing. person is allowed to shout out. Down no, right I how dare you? I am shouting. That is down. all I'm on this show for. I am the shouter. <laughs> no, because I they uh, I won. Like I said last week, I won their giveaway. The package came on Thursday, and holy crap! Huge props to Michael and Riley. It was as simple as I thought. It was just magenta. <laughs> oh, the na- God, we're the fools. I'm Boo Boo the fool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And Periwinkle is the cat that lives next door. <laughs> Bullshit! There's a cat! Whoa, that's past Next my, door. That's that's the next generation. <laughs> Mind blown. I follow okay. Simon's cat on Instagram. It's just a joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Simon's cat. Um, Not to see your thunder sparks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Number one. Are we doing this again? All right, then. Tell me, uh, oh. tell me about the, the thing you won. No. 
No, so um, I won uh, um, Powers of uh, House of X number two. Hell yeah! And Powers of X number two. Well, actually, no, it was Powers of X that I originally won, and also two variant covers of Flash and Wonder Woman. But of course, they listened to our show and they heard that I don't own House of X or Powers of X one and two. So you know what he did? He threw those sons of bitches in there. Bless your soul. Ble- bless bless Mike- you. Bless Michael and Riley. They are all the ones because even their notes. Spreading they- the X love. Yeah, they wrote. It was like, so I was really taking it back that you don't have House of X on number one and two or Powers of X number one. So I just went ahead and threw them in there. Ben, you know what this means? You have the Hawks Pox now. I Oh yeah, you got the hawks pox. <laughs> oh no, that's that's what it's called online on Twitter. It's oh, the oh, hawks really? pox. Hawks pox. Okay. You got okay. the flu, baby. I'm okay with it. It's a great flu. I'm okay with it. I cannot wait to sit down and read those. But the main reason why I entered the giveaway in the first place was to win uh, the book, The Chronicles of Royal High: The Lost Noble by Rachel uh, Litvin. Who, okay. not to steal Sparks of Thunder or anything, they are having <laughs> on this week. <laughs> yeah, she was um, on. I, I was literally just looking at their Instagram, and she was Instagramming of being there, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was watching their live today, and I was talking to I was talking to Michael, and um, I was saying that I was up to five a.m. reading the book, which I actually was, and I was even reading the book today. And who knows, maybe possible collaboration of us and Rachel on the show down the line. Her second book is coming out in October. Yo, man, I love friends. Wait, I did love you helping ju- friends. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Have you talked to this person? No, or I did have. you just throw that out there? No, I have not. It's, it's, okay. I'm saying Don't it, pull shit like that. I'm <laughs> saying it is a possibility. I'm okay. not saying it is a dead set thing. We'll reach out and say hello. That's like, <laughs> me, that's like me saying, yeah, yeah, Sean Shamel could come on the show. No, I'm saying it is a possibility. I was in an elevator with Anthony Mackie, and, you know, we, any day. Yeah, any day now. I met Danny DeVito at a supermarket <laughs> when I was 11. Uh, let me just give him a quick ring. <laughs> it is, it's see. a possibility. I, lo- I love it, Ben. Danny DeVito <laughs> could be on the show. What else did you do, Ben? Um, well, I went out with my girlfriend yesterday, and she bought me an early birthday present, which is a... Hashtag sh- humble brag. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, Ben. Yeah? There's Mega Man and Sonic shirts at Uniqlo right now. Actually, the, um, I got the Sonic one and the Tetris one yesterday. I was just so looking at that. That's well, the really Tetris cool one, shirt. Yeah, the Tetris one I'm wearing now, but I didn't get the Mega Man one. What's it called? Unique Glow? It's, yeah, it's that... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Luna. <laughs> Luna. The dog, dog is going nuts. Due to dog tif- difficulties, we had to stop for a second. <laughs> rough, rough. Yeah. But we're back. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a rough recording. Yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> oh. Luna freaked out hard. <laughs> Uh, okay, anything else you want to touch on with your I week? I finished Samurai Jack. Yes, you did. That is, uh, that was a chef kiss good ending, but goddamn girl log on ending. I swear it. Well, for the people who don't haven't seen it, please don't spoil it. Oh, I'm not going to spoil it, but th- you know what I'm talking about, Brandon. Yes. And, uh, uh, still, really good ending. I'm glad that the series ended. It was really, really strong I'm just, fifth season. Yeah, I'm just glad it had an ending. The, like the first three episodes, there's more blood in that oh, show, yeah. in that animated show than I've ever seen. And I was just like, "Here we go." Yeah. Like here, shit. All right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. It's cool that like that show, that that show was like like PG-13 when it came out, and then like with its audience now being adults, like we can just make this really graphic. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. okay with it because it kind of fits. It's set many years later, and Samurai Jack is tr- is trying. Old it, man Jack. Old I was man Jack. Say, yeah. Had, well, he can't he can't grow old, uh, since he's but he's this place. old man Jack, yeah. and he. You know, he's just given up on going to the past. He's just like, this is never happening. There's also a penis joke in the There in the is, show. yeah, which is, mm. I was not expecting that. Uh, but the only thing is, yeah, he did the thing. Christ. Was it him or him? It, it was, was me. Uh, Ryan. Ryan. You the, mother. The only thing that, that, I, um, that was uh, jarring for me watching the fifth season is I marathoned the whole series before I, the fifth season aired. Uh-huh. And doing that, the voice of Aku... 
is, is because it is a different voice in season five because the, the actor yeah. passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Make, uh, it, Mako. It took me a really hard time to click that this was the same character because of the because of the voice uh, the voice thing because only because I had seen all four seasons. Yeah. Just before. Right. Like if you, I'm sure with you, you probably didn't even notice. I I knew it was different. I could tell it was the same. It was kind of the same way when I um after uh, Mako died when he was recording Avatar: Last Airbender. Yeah. Because there was that one episode with Uncle Iroh and Bossing Say, and I was I, when I was first watched, it, I was like, his voice sounds different. And then it says in memory of Mako, I'm like, mm-hmm. who's that? And of course, uh, sometime later, I'm like, oh, he was a vo- ooh, that sucks. Yeah. Then I, it clicks, but this it's the same guy who does Aku as he as um, Iroh. So I thought. I mean, I could tell it's different, but it still sounds great. Yeah, he's a, he does a really good job. He does. Uh, that that show, that fifth season was excellent. Oh, it was uh, top notch. Highly, highly recommend. Top notch. To watch that show. And besides that, I've just been playing Legend of Zelda on my NES Mini. And nice. Yeah, I've just been just relaxing, having a good time. Maxing. Yeah, I was thinking acting it too. All cool. Shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Not anymore. Oh. No, my back hurts too much. <laughs> yeah, not right now. <laughs> They're up to no good. No, yeah, besides seriously, I mean, I just just want to go up to just take a drill trip up to the Bay Area to hang out with uh, Michael and Riley and just do a show with them. Boy, just did I not know where you were just, going with just that. Just for the hell of it. I freaking love those just guys. Just wait a couple I we were still talking about They're coming Jack. down here. Man, if, if only they would join us down oh. here for something in the, I know. In the oh, near wait. future. Oh, wait. Poster coming I was going to start doing Star Wars theme, but I knew it, it was going to be Jurassic Park. I knew Jurassic Park was about to come out of my mouth and not Star Wars. So I'm like, all right, we're not. I'm not going to pull a Ben did here. Did you notice that movies anywhere has changed the cover art for the Jurassic Park movies to the classic ones? Yes, I did notice that. Very happy about that. Yeah, because those those new ones were shit. Yikes. Yeah, Yikes. they were. They yeah. were pretty bad. Sparks, you want to go next? Oh, do you want me to? Because I got Ryan, like two weeks of stuff to catch up. Yeah, on. no, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't here last week. Yeah, so um, so I downloaded uh, Star Wars Battlefront two again because I've added. A whole mess load, a whole, like 50 gigs worth of content since I last played it. And I wanted to give that game another chance uh, because one, I like Star Wars and Star Wars is on my mind. And they added a new mode where there's like ground to space battle, basically. Uh, and, like, and like a huge conquest mode. Oh, man. That's what I wanted from their first Wait, so, so, Wait, they brought back Galactic Conquest? No, no, no. no. Um, basically, so when Battlefront 3 was canceled, they, rele- they leaked this uh, video of what it looked like where, you know, you're playing Battlefront on the ground and then the next mission parts in space, so you get in your plane and you go directly to space it's all in one seamless thing that's what i thought this new mode was it's not it's you play something in on the ground and then you, you beat the mission and you're transported to the to the sky mm-hmm. and it's super boring it's just combining two modes into one mode it's not what i thought so uh i, da- I deleted a bunch of games off my ps4 because it was 150 gigs i needed to download uh yeah. so i'm gonna de- i'm gonna delete that game uh, uh and i was feeling like man uh, I was feeling kind of down this week, and I needed some good comfort food. And what's better than comfort than the Marvel Cinematic Universe? But I didn't want to watch a movie, so I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Uh, I couldn't wait for my friend Sparks, because uh, I know we talked about playing it. But I was in the mood, and I played that game for like eight hours. Uh, and that game is really, really fun. It's also very, very lazy, and it really bothers me. And I'll talk about it another time. Uh, but that game is really fun. I really wish <laughs> the people... Do you have another word besides fun? No. <laughs> okay. The gameplay's fun and the story's great. Everything surrounding it is incredibly lazy and it really bothers me every time I play it. <laughs> mm. Because Marvel Ultimate Lights 1 and 2 are games that are 10 years older and they do so much more and it's so much more complex and has depth. This game is very shallow. Mm. The story is really, really good. That's the only really great thing I have to say. Uh, it's kind of a bummer, but uh, if when we play it, we can just play through that story and I don't need to worry about the rest because it's kind of shallow and nonsensical. Uh, and then I read a bunch of comics. 
You caught up on the Immortal Hulk. Uh, not all the way. Just what Marvel Unlimited would let me, which is six months. Yeah. But um, hey, guys, uh, let me tell you about gamma radiation real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, <laughs> Satan created gamma radiation to create the Hulk so he could be the Antichrist and destroy the world. <laughs> gamma radiation is a religious thing now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Hulk might have met God, possibly. Unclear. Unclear. Um, he met his dad, who was in hell. Yes. Did you get to the bit where his mom visits his dad in hell? Uh, I read, uh, I read like ten issues at once, so maybe. Okay. There's an issue where his mom, who's in heaven, yes. can visit his dad in hell, but only briefly. And so it's like, like Davy Jones. Yeah, it's like their bit, and then it like kills his dad on the inside. It's like his own for- form of hell, a personal hell. Um, the uh, the really cool concept is that the Devil Hulk, who's the current uh, major Hulk personality, the Immortal Hulk, yeah, uh, is. Uh, might have always been there, might have always been inside Banner, mm-hmm. even, as, even as a kid. And this is like Destiny. Yeah, and it's like Destiny, whereas the other Hulks were, were activated with the gamma radiation. Um, so he, so everyone's like, oh, you're the one that he's talked about. Yeah. You're yeah, the yeah. one that he's scared of. And uh, the, de- the Devil Hulk is like, yeah, he locked me away, but for the wrong reasons. I'm here to save Banner. Or whatever. And he can control other Hulk personalities, so Joe Fixit shows up for briefly. Yeah, dude. Like, Banner couldn't deal with the situation, so the De- Devil Hulk sent Joe Fixit <coughs> to take over his body. It's, it's awesome. And it's disgusting. Like, it, like, the imagery is so foul, and it's like, this is not the, a normal Hulk book. And I'm no. like, that's why it's so good. And I can see why it's, like, the number one selling comic. It's incredible. And, like, literally having, like, Satan speak to Bruce saying, yeah, I created gamma radiation so I can create you and birth you out. Yeah. And I'm like, what the? Marvel's allowing this? This is insane. Yeah. It's, it's so fun. It's so it's, good. It's, it's it's next level cool stuff. I'm so glad you're reading it. Yeah. Because I was the only one reading it for so long. And I'm I mean, like, yeah, I finally. I, I read the first volume and then lots of stuff got launched when that came out. So I had yeah. to drop something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I almost wish I dropped half my other books because, man, that book is so fun. Yeah. Mortal Hulk's really good. I also favorites. regret dropping it the way things panned out. I'm it like, reminds I, I should have dropped a different book. It reminds me how, like, this is fundamentally changing the Hulk's origin, much like Scott Snyder did with uh, Batman, where, like, he was destined to be Batman. Like, he yeah. was sent through time. And a lot of people don't like that because Batman's, like, a human. Mm-hmm. And that's what's cool about him. But, like, adding this religious mythology to the Hulk is, like, so bombastic. Like, it's, it's different. It's, it's so cool. It's and ne- different. And needed. It's new. Let's be honest. Needed. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, for that the character. Hulk's a long time just been Smashy Smash. Uh huh. Smashy Smash. Is That's my, my week, baby. Smashy Smash. Sport comic books. Smashy Smash is Smashy my week, smash. too. It's my porn name, Smashy Smash. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Telling Zara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want me to go because you got a lot? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's see here. Get I got, your shit oh, out of the way. Wait. So, I'm sorry. Um, We saw a movie together. Should we talk about that now or do you want to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure. Got, yeah. So we saw Ready or Not. So oh, now we have all seen Ready or Not. Oh, we all seen it. Yeah. That movie's awesome. Yeah, yes. it was so fun. The movie is really great. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, I also had an extra great time because uh, Ryan, Megan, and I were the only people in the audience. Nice. So oh. we, we, so we had it. a whole lot of fun. Yeah, that's oh, cool. That's great. Yeah, man, that movie is so bonkers and fun. I'm uh, glad. So, uh, so now, I'll say what what the twist isn't. I thought the twist was going to be like she was going to be on it the whole time, and that's what I did not want to have happen. Oh, I never even oh, thought really? that. I that's w- why I'm glad I, you clarified because I was wondering, like, what the yeah, hell were you cause, thinking? Because like, it was like a big twist, and I was like, this isn't really a twist. It's kind of how I expected it to end, but much crazier. Uh, so I'm glad it wasn't like some crazy, with a twist. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. Because at first, like, uh, when, like, when, we, the op- when the movie starts, you see the devil thing as like LeBay's Gambit or whatever. I was like, this is some devil worshiping shit. Isn't I immediately, it? I had a feeling, and then of course they get to the the ritual part near the end of the movie, and they say "Hail Satan," and the the sun rises, and they, nothing happens to him. It's like, like, don't spoil 
much else for people who haven't seen it. I yeah. want people to go in as, cle- oh, as yeah, clean yeah. as possible but, because this is a really great movie. But the way it ends, it's just you just look at it and go, "Well, okay." Yeah, I gave a tip tip of the hat to yeah. that movie. I yeah, still, I really had fun with it. I really liked it. Yeah. This it might be one of my favorites of the year so far. Uh, it sits in my book like it's not exactly the same kind of movie, but it, for me, it sits really nicely with the Happy Death Day. Yeah, uh, films. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the tone, in yeah, a sense. Yeah, I totally see that. Although I find Happy Death Day more comedic. Yeah. Um, but it, it still, Especially I think, slides one. right in there really well. Uh, the main the main, the main main girl and, the mm-hmm. ma- and her husband, I think, the, I mean, everyone's good, but, like, those leads are super charismatic, especially yeah. the lead uh, girl. She's that, really good. That, that girl. She was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Star-making turn well, for this movie. Uh, I, told, I told Ryan when we got out of it that I'm like, there wasn't a weak member of the cast. Like yeah. they all, they all sold what was happening the perfect amount. They didn't overplay it, yeah. but they didn't underplay either. And nobody Adam, played it too serious, but nobody say, hammed it up. I want to say Adam Brody. I uh, love him. If we can get an Adam Brody, <coughs> a Adam Brody <coughs> Renaissance going, yeah. man, please. I'm into it. He he, he was going to be our. Flag. I've always been a fan. Yeah. yeah, love Adam Brody. Yeah, I was yeah, he was excellent. I was talking to someone about uh, Just League Mortal the other day, and they were just like. Wait, what? Who was playing? What? Uh, I think of that movie, about that movie all the time for so, no reason. Uh, I told Ryan, I, I didn't get the chance to tell you guys, the uh, wife, the one who's the sister in the family, yeah. uh, who's doing all the drugs and everything yeah. and freaking out, uh, that's the lead actress from Winona Earp, who plays Winona Earp. Yes. Oh, She's excellent. Okay. And I was really glad to see it makes her me in the movie, too. Yeah. 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 I love I her. I did She's not awesome. know that. Yes. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I thought the whole cast was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the which aunt, is really cool. The crazy ants oh, would be the yeah. best granny goodness. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. I whispered that. I was like, that. oh my God, I want to see that. I want to see <clears> that. Yeah. In yeah. The Dark I, loved, I loved Lady Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like him. You're right. A little, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. I saw Ready or Not. Uh, Until I see her and Malcolm McDowell in the same place, I'm not convinced they aren't the same <laughs> person. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ready or Not, I, I saw that. I also saw Where Do You Go Bernadette, which was a movie. Um, oh. Okay. Wait. What? Like, I'm curious. Like, uh, just a little more on that. You don't have to expand forever, but just was it, just, it was it not good? Was it just okay? No, it just kind of sits there. It just kind of exists. What movie was it again? Where'd, Where'd you, you go, go Bernadette? Bernadette? It's based off a book. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It it it's not good. It's not okay. Is it a spoiler? It's not bad. If I ask where she went. Well, no, because the the whole movie she's there. We're following the character what of the whole movie. a false title. Seriously. <laughs> I thought the whole movie was going to be like they're trying to find her and they don't know where she went. But the movie is an hour <clears throat> of her maybe in her life. Where did she go emotionally? Where I wonder if there's maybe something missing translation from adaptation. Maybe. Because it's apparently a really good book. That's I have not read it myself. Zara said she really liked it. Right. Uh, Megan, the same. So yeah. I'm... I'm or at least also, Zara really liked the movie. Yeah. And I, I didn't. I, I just. Didn't, it's fine. Fair enough. All right. I just wanted to know. We don't need to spend a lot of time on for that. Different folks. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I caught up on Spider Gwen. Uh, sorry, Ghost Spider. <coughs> uh, the one issue. Well, no. I'm, I've finished like. Oh, her, got you. Okay. Like the whole thing. I'm all caught up on the I story. Thought, uh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh. Up to her fourth relaunch. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I like it. It's good. It's got a it's good awesome. solid team. I was a little weary about uh, the direction, but I. I'm good. I'm into it. That's on Megan's pull list now. Yeah, she's reading. She's reading that. She's reading the IDW Captain Marvel comic because oh, yeah, I yeah. just started. Yeah, she's Sam reading, Maggs. She's reading Fearless and Valkyrie, and she's now reading through all of Jason Aaron's Thor. Nice. Hell yeah! Um, I've seen those went, big books. She went back, and then she went back even further to the very beginning of it. So nice. Um, she's been doing that, and uh, she's reading one other title. She's reading the regular Captain Marvel. Nice. Yeah. She doesn't have the Hawks Pox, does <clears> she? No, she has not done that yet, and I haven't, haven't wanted to overwhelm it. Yet? I haven't wanted to overwhelm her with it because yeah, no, this I'm is I'm already kidding, like yeah. more comics than she's ever read at one time. 
she's bouncing around a lot of titles right now, yeah. so I'm just letting her also, do that. Also, myth, a myth-heavy X-Men book when you have never read X-Men. That is a lot. I am yeah. uh, I'm currently halfway through my stack of comics <laughs> that I am like six months, seven months behind See, on. I don't have that problem anymore because I picked only the books that I really, really, really sure. want to read. Uh-huh, well, yeah. well, that's, so because of the move, yeah. it, it like stopped me from reading because I had my comics in one place. And one, B- buddy, pre- preaching to the choir. That's why I've been behind for a year. Yeah. Just it, I haven't been able to catch up. And if I had, it's on it's on the docket. But at the same time, like I'm finding things. Like I've been reading. I didn't get to talk about it last week, but I like I really liked the book club, Uncanny X Force. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say a lot about it, but I, I echo most of what everyone was saying. Yeah. Sorry that you're colorblind. Um, <laughs> but I really, I did enjoy it. Uh, I have questions, but I'm re- still reading uh, through Wolverine yeah. and the X-Men when we started that. Yeah, I, um, which I do think you should read. I agree with him. If I hadn't, if I hadn't moved, I wouldn't be behind in my com- so yeah. far behind in my comics. Not not to say I shouldn't have moved, but that that is what happened. No, I yeah, it, it that sets you back. Yeah, um, but I'm going through it series by series. <clears> I also caught up on Superman. Um, geez, I hate the 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 reason why John's a teenager now. Yeah, I finally read that issue. It's the worst thing I've ever read in my life. Is it space time travel? Is it the worst thing you've ever read in your life? No, you're right. It's not the worst. I thing know. I've ever read. That's why I said it. Uh, but it it is, it is. I understand why it upsets you. Even for comics, it's contrived. Patrick Leeson is is coming on the Spider Man for issue thirty four, starting the twenty ninety nine arc. Yep. So Yo, I'm, I'm gonna I have heard, to read. I heard. I'm gonna have to pick up Spider Man again. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> uh, I have not been reading it, but I heard uh, Life Story ended really well. Yeah, yeah. I heard for Spider Man from Zdarsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So even for comics, the super, the 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 explanation is contrived. Uh, the Crime Syndicate of America show up in that book, uh, and I've never read them worse. Aww. Like I've never read worse interpretations of those characters. Um, the way he <coughs> interprets uh, Ultraman, he turns him into a big fat crybaby, okay. and he turns up that Jersey accent that, that that's always implied that that was there. And it just, it, they just read so wrong. I, and I, admittedly, I I don't know much about them, but they just they didn't like it. it doesn't I understand ring it. To you. Um, I understand. But there, there's things there. There's Jesus. Ivan Reese's art is f- phenomenal. I almost said the yeah. f bomb. But Ivan Reese's art is on that book. Oh, did you pick up Batman Superman? Not yet. Well, no, I did pick it up. But I Yo, did you read it? Yeah, dude, that book's okay. Off. So, so shit. through shit. the issue, through the issue, I was like, because Ryan had had freaked out, and I hadn't read it yet, but I yeah. had it, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna read this uh, before we podcast today. And so I read through it after I finished the book club, and I was like, all right. I mean, it's cool. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And it got to the last few pages, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, oh, this is this is the thing. Yeah, got it. Damn. Hey guys, do you like Secret Invasion? <coughs> oh yeah, what? No, it's very similar. Do you uh-huh. guys like the Dark Multiverse? Do you like the Batman Who Laughs? Yeah, I like that's the Batman. all I'm saying. Okay, can I, I borrow that? I'm three issues yeah, behind the Batman can. Who Laughs, Sweet. and then I'll get into Batman Super. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you you can have you can have a uh, you one can have my, it all. you can have one of, you can borrow one of my copies. Yay. Um, yeah. because so yeah, I haven't been to the store because I'm broke. No, oh, yeah. So yeah, so so I'm I'm I have a very conflicted relationship with the, with the Superman books that Bendis is writing. Yeah, I mean, don't pick it up. Just pick up Batman Superman. <laughs> well, I am. I'm like, yeah. I like both on my poll yeah. list. But the problem is, the problem is, I feel like I can't drop Superman because for the most part, I do enjoy the story beats. I just don't like how he's getting there or some of the character interpretations of them. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, it's like when I say and you kind of need to get to where like it's, it's heading anyway. Yeah. And you're behind, like you already own it. You're just behind. No, I'm caught right? up on Superman. Oh no. Now. Okay. You're yeah. completely caught I'm up. I'm completely caught up on okay. Superman. And I, I just feel like like the term <laughs> conflicted has never been more true. I read it and I'm like, it's like, I liked half of that and I didn't like the other half. Look, I yeah, love I, I love Bendis, but like, 
I will tell you that even in his what I consider near immaculate Ultimate Spider-Man run, there were still times where yeah. he made a choice that I'm like, dang, dude. Yeah. I feel like you misread the room on this one. Also, Naomi's going to be in that book, and I could not care less. Aw, people uh, like Naomi. I did not like... I, it's minor... It's, I guess it's spoilers for like a over-decade-old comic. No, it's not. Um, spoilers. I did not like the undoing of Peter Parker's death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that ultimate? really, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awful. That's I the really, worst part and, of that. And run. that that was a Bendis call yeah. really bothered me. That whole era of Bendis. If was, someone else had come in and done that, I'd be like, well, that whole era of Bendis was really strange. Like that was the bit where he turned Bobby gay. That's the bit where Riri was show, was showing up. That's the, like, it's a very strange era. But for but Bendis. like uh, yeah, it was. Um, but. Everything else that was happening in Ultimates was great. Like, the stuff with Miles yeah. was happening at that time. His and X-Men run is 85% <clears throat> good. His, the, it's yeah. the last two years that really suffered. It's so, it's so strange yeah. uh, how that'll happen. And I, I don't understand how he writ, pro- wrote probably one of the most emotional comics I've ever read in my entire life. Um, and, and that's entirely biased from, like, having read through the arc and connected with that character, and yeah. it was him the whole time. And so when it hit the death of Peter Parker, that book broke no, me. No, that, that is an earned death. That is a, yeah. not only a big moment in comics, but it's an earned death in comics. That, that book broke that book, me that when book I is read incredible. it. That book is incredible. I go back to that so often for, like, dang, that got me. Um, and the way he cavalierly writes it away yeah. really irked me. There is an there's so I said I don't care about Naomi and the the reason the reason <coughs> is it's the same problem that I have with Riri, um, it's the same problem that I had. Uh, so so if you look at Miles, mm-hmm. like we My, Miles wasn't told to us that he was a special character. It wasn't told to us that he was going to change the change the Marvel universe forever. He created this character and built him up. Ultimate to be Comics Fallout and built him up to be a thing and create and. To find that character through a through a story. Sure. The problem with Riri and <coughs> Naomi, and bu- I'm picking them specifically because they're both Bendis characters, is that they are told to us that they are the next best thing in the comics. Sure. Like Naomi was was billed as this is going to be the thing that changes the DC universe forever. G- and 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 I, reading those books, I don't buy it. Because he's only telling me this, he is not showing me why. I will defend. I have not read Naomi. I will defend Riri as someone who's picked up most of her books from the beginning when she appeared in Infamous Iron Man or, or some Invincible Iron Man. She was not Iron Man for over a year to two years when she was introduced. She was just an MIT student who got wrapped up in Tony Stark stuff because she's being written into the comic. Like, of course, she's going to run into Tony Stark. But I felt that that was earned. She was not Iron Man immediately. Uh, neither was Miles. Uh, I don't know Naomi, but I know she is like a super person or something, right? She is an alien uh, with the last name McDuffie, and I just think the name Naomi McDuffie is uh, terrible. Ju- just uh. to rebuttal to that, Miles was Spider-Man the, the moment we met him. I mean, oh, he in was Ultimate Fallout. Oh, right, he, he was already. He was Spider-Man. already like yeah. going around as Spider-Man, and then we did kind of like a backflash. Yes. to yes, six yes, months yes. before Peter passed. Yeah, um, but he was already. I still have. He was already becoming Spider-Man. Miles Morales. Yeah, baby. yeah, yeah. So, it, like, it, uh, I think part of that is that Miles was introduced in the in a non main universe yes. so it doesn't carry that kind of weight yeah. whereas these other characters are being introduced it's into main comic continuity so when they change something it's like major it's also incredibly hard to create new characters at last and that people care about so sometimes you have to kind of push it sure but even that's if why you I don't liked, like, but, you know. but that's why i like kamala khan because mm-hmm. kamala khan was the same thing 
This was just G. Willow Wilson just being like, I want to try something. Yeah. And there, there was no there was no major mm. press of like, this is going to change everything. It was just, here's this character. So, neither was Riri, though. She looked like Optimus Prime in her first I, scene. I wonder how much that, that's on Bendis and how much that's just on marketing. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's actually Because I don't know if I'd hang all that at Bendis's feet. Yeah. I don't think that's all him. I think that's sure. a lot of like, Bendis made Miles. Look and at what else he At the end make. of the day, he's doing a really great thing by introducing new and diverse characters. Yes. Y- yes, that's true. And I don't want, I don't. I don't mean to like. I know these are the diverse characters. For sure, I for don't sure. Mean to. No, I know. I, but they are. It. They are sometimes like pushed really hard. But I. I would. But within the comic book of Naomi, after putting that book down, I never got a sense of why this character was special or who this character even was. It. It was. I just kept being told that this is what this character yeah, should that, be, and that's a flaw. Um. And I think. I. I. Can't, I think. I kind of think I'm having the same problem with Superman. Like, there's a similar thing. Like, I'm fundamentally changing Superman, but I'm like. Okay, you just keep telling me that you're doing that. But I'm yeah, not you guys that. want to talk about fundamentally changing character? You guys aren't reading Batman I mean, he, right now. He is from New Fifty Two. Yeah, that's true. But Mossy already did the already did that legwork. He did the legwork for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but anyway, um, moving on. Um, <coughs> I watched. Uh, we'll I, get to the news eventually, folks. Yeah. Guys, I love talking about comics like that. It's great. I rewatched uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Uh, I've been wanting to do that because yeah. I have it now too. I, w- I have Godzilla it. <laughs> I rewatched Godzilla King of the Monsters and actually Kong Skull Island. Nice. Uh, in the same same weekend, uh, I think Kong Skull Island is a better movie, uh, much better movie. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. I'd say that. I think as a movie, back. yeah. Yeah, I've been watching them back to back. But Godzilla King of the Monsters, and I'm super conflicted on it as I am now. I know my my review is very positive, uh, and my second review is very negative. But like now, I'm sitting very much in the middle of sure, both sure. Those. Um, but watching the bonus features was very interesting hearing what Mike Dougherty was saying, like what was going through his head when he was talking about these monsters and the mythology behind it. And uh, I really appreciated that. It did bring some new context to the story of what he was trying to do. My only wish is that that was in the movie. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> it's a lot of stuff yeah. of him being like, this is what I thought. I was like, okay, but why wasn't this in, in the movie? There I mean, was an entire stuff with, with the twins that actually got cut, that revealed. Yeah, yeah. And that mm-hmm. stuff where I'm like, you guys put stuff in the movie and it confused people. Why not just put another 30 seconds uh-huh, in? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, still, like, I'll love that movie forever because it gave us the greatest Godzilla score I've ever heard in my entire Absolutely. life. And the, I and worked out to great. that. It looks great. It does look it's, great. It, it does. It's visually splendid. I, wi- I, I stand by, like, both of the modern American Godzilla films I feel are guilty of this. I wish they were as good as their trailers. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like their trailers are near works of art that create a tone that the films just can't seem to match. And I, I came up, so I also bought the, the, Sh- the Shin Godzilla figure. And I came to terms with the fact that my four, my four favorite Godzilla movies are right now where I am at in my life is 2014 GMK, Shin, and the original. Yeah. Like I think Those they aren't all, bad choices. I think they all share very similar DNA and all accomplish the same thing. Uh, they accomplished what they are trying to do in a very poetic way, and I really appreciate that type of storytelling. Shin, Shin uh, is my favorite. Did you ever go back to that podcast episode of Vice's Waypoint that I told you about, where they two of the guys just revisit Godzilla 2014 and they talk about like how people reacted the wrong way to it? No, I didn't. Okay, because that's the thing. Like, I I know we talked about it because I sent it to you in the thread. Uh, definitely go back and do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, this wasn't that long ago. Maybe like three months into their backlog. Yeah. Um, and they talk about Godzilla 2014, and they're they're like talking about, you know, yes, Aaron Taylor Johnson sucks, but let's talk about the things that were incredible about this film, like the fact that uh, the scale and the actual like way that you're able to relate to these monsters is on a scale that Godzilla had never reached prior yeah. to. Yeah. Um. And, and I was like, man, okay, 
yeah, I need to stop like hanging that movie on Aaron Taylor Johnson, even though that movie kind of makes me. Yeah, and I kind of, and especially after watching the Honest Trailers, uh, <laughs> which did, did help help kind of solidify my conflicted opinion. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's a good Honest Trailer. Yeah, it is. The Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters is my least favorite of the MonsterVerse. Now, albeit there's only three of those movies. Sure. So it's not. And hard. Kong Kong Skull Island is is better than it should be. Let's just yeah. be real. It's it's yeah. just better than it should be. Yeah. That that frankly. is frankly that is a very fun movie. Uh, yeah. That that is and, a fun movie. And honestly, I wish Godzilla King of the Monsters took a page out of that out of that playbook <laughs> and put some stamp fights during the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah I am yeah. really hoping for God, the King Kong versus Godzilla film. I'm yeah. hoping that it just kind of like blows everybody away and and somehow it gets all the box office drawn. Everybody's like, oh, these movies are incredible. These movies can be incredible. Yeah. I have a feeling, even if it's good or bad, I think the name alone will get a lot of people. I'm going. hoping. Darty is writing this one, and I'm kind of okay with that because I, especially after watching the bonus features, I'm into what he's saying. I'm into the mythology he's building, and I kind of want to see that more explored. I'm hoping yeah. that Godzilla vs Kong is the one to do it. Yeah, same. Um, GVK. Okay, so one more thing. Um, my mom told me a story where she went to. Uh, I, I forgot. I, t- I forgot to tell you guys about this, but I'm kind of happy I did because now I can get your honest opinions on uh, honest uh, reactions. Honest about trailers. This. Um, okay, <coughs> so my mom went to an event called Pebble, called L.A. Food and Wine. Okay, uh, she goes every year. Uh, I've worked it before. It's it's a fine event, but one of the sec- she was talking to one of the security guards. I don't know why, but she was talking to one of the security guards, and she mentioned, "Oh, my son has a podcast, Fake Nerd Podcast." And this guy says, "Oh, I listened to that. I don't oh, believe wow. that. Really? Yeah. No way. Oh, I know. I know that podcast. No I listened way. to that podcast. So." Uh, Terry Cook Jr. Terry from, Cook from Knighthood Comics. If you're listening to that, uh, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Called out, <laughs> Terry. You're my best friend if you actually listen, because I'll be like the first time that will ever happen to us. That's awesome. And that, like I was, what? I, my mom called me and she told me the story. I was like, "You're lying. There's no, no, you're it's lying." Small world, baby. Like I know we are. I know we have more listeners than we than we than we had before. But like, what are the odds? Yeah. What are the chances? You know, in L.A., more more likely than, I think, most pl- other places. Yeah, seriously. Like, if she'd been working an event up more near Monterey, I'd be yeah. like, B.S. Yeah. <laughs> like, no way. But, but, yeah. but if it's here, I'm like, I can I can kind of buy it. So it kind of reminds me of how Trevor found us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, El Long Beach <laughs> Comic Con is, was this weekend, yeah. and he, that's where he found us. Yeah, so so he d- he does a he does night, Nighthood Comics. I do have his card. Uh, my mom was gracious enough to... Uh, Send this off to me. So he, he does. He does write some comics. So Car- right Terry on. Cook Jr. Uh, shout out to you. Thanks, Terry. Well, um, if he writes some comics, talk to us, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Again, let's promote. We'll spotlight. Prove it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Prove <laughs> it anyway. Uh, Sparks, I guess it's your Ooh. turn. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I know I missed last week, but not a lot went on, so I think we could just move into the news. Okay. So let's get. Uh, all right. All right. Hold on. Uh, excuse me, Alex. I'll take that's bullshit for two hundred dollars, yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, Daily uh, so double. <laughs> So obviously I was at D twenty three last the weekend. Obvious, the obvious. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I forgot one more thing. Can I real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to the Jurassic World ride. Oh How yes, I it? saw that on the. Yeah. So my my girlfriend who works at the Universal uh-huh. Studios, she had the employee uh, opening for Jurassic World the ride, so wow. we, went, we were able to go. I thought the ride was already up. It is. Okay. The employee opening was very late. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, All right. Go uh, on. Yeah. So you could have technically written it already yeah, if you went. It was just free. No, I know. I'm just. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> so I was her plus one. Sure, sure. And uh, uh, so the so they've changed the screens from John Hammond saying "Welcome to Jurassic Park" yeah. to Claire Deering and uh, Owen Grady. Oh, you're saying their character names? I yeah. was like, 
That's not how you I say was gonna Bryce say Dallas Owen Howard. Shaw. <laughs> I'm like that wrong franchise. And I'm trying to remember. Um, Owen Grady, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Claire has a really bad redhead wig because she was a redhead in of that course. movie for some reason. Um, and so it's just him. It's just them doing bits. And there's a there's like a news station. Real quick, is does it look like it was shot when they were filming the movies, or like shot like months later? Where like we got to get them in real quick. Uh, if you know what Bryce Dallas Howard looked like then, then it looks like they shot it after Fallen Kingdom. If you don't, then it's fine. Gotcha. Okay. Um, if you pay attention to that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, but the ride itself isn't actually the, obviously the track is not the, it's not different. Uh, they didn't change the Raptor paddock. Uh, they did add where the Brachiosaurus used to be. They added the the Mosasaur tank, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a really nice little. I've track. heard that's like everybody's favorite of the new stuff. Yeah, and then. Uh, they did change the interior when you go before you get to the uh, sure. the, the giant uh, water slide. I'm just going to call it that instead of drop. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's a little slower and the lights are on. Th- so there's like a jungle. It's like you're supposed to be in a jungle and Blue's there and the Indominus Rex is there. So it, it's kind of neat. Uh, but the drop and the T-Rex is still the same. Uh, so it's still the I same. I mean, the ride. T-Rex looks better, right? It's the same T-Rex. It's the same, same T-Rex. They didn't even update it? They didn't update it at all? I mean, they might have. They, if you can't tell, it looks different. Because that T-Rex looked old yeah i mean if they it's not, supposedly they updated the the uh the stegosauruses because those are the same those are still there uh i didn't notice i guess we'll have to investigate yep all right yeah. well you know, yeah, i mean i'll do it eventually if you like jurassic park the ride it's the same ride cool <laughs> no, except so. without the cool old except aesthetic. with the old yeah. stuff yeah yeah except now out it's with the old does it still whatever. have the little mickey mouse hat floating where no. the ra- oh damn it they took that out probably for legal reasons Damn dog. It was there for the longest time. <coughs> I know. They probably they got away with it for the longest time. Barbasol. I looked, at, I looked over there. I was like, I'm going to miss that hat. Dude, someone's going to bring one back. Oh, yeah. Is the Barbasol can still there or is that gone? That's gone. Damn what it. What the hell? It's not Jurassic Park anymore. No, yeah, I, I know. know. Then, I know. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Let's be honest. And I even said that. I, it's very, I miss John Hammond yeah. talking to me. Mm-hmm. So do I. This entire generation who just aren't going to know who he is Because honestly, you could have kept it like because the the park is still inspired by him yeah. even in the movies. So like you could have kept his video. Like his intro. legacy and name are still nothing, in the new Nothing movies. he says in that would ruin what happens. Like there's a way to cut it to yeah. at least still feature him. Kind of kind of hate they got rid of it. Me too. Anyway. We're just all old farts though. So what do we just care about us? Yes. How was... So I'll talk about that, but I kind of want to talk about everything else I did over the two weeks Go that isn't that because that'll probably take. The hey longest. guys, the nonsense is going to be long. I'm going to time code it for you. Yeah, part part of it is D23 discussion. So um, obviously I was gone for two weeks. I actually wound up consuming a lot of media. Part of this is because uh, staying overnight in line for D23 causes it, so you have a lot of downtime. So um, I read some comics, certainly ones that are going to show up in our book club. Um, I'll name drop uh, Skyward is definitely one that we're going to be discussing Why in the near that future. Sound familiar? Because I've brought it up before. It's something I'm planning for book club Got for it. sure. Um, I have, as I told Ryan, uh, been reading Wolverine and the X Men, um, catching up on those. I caught up entirely on season two of the cartoon Final Space. Mm-hmm. which is by Olin Rogers, uh, who is a famous YouTuber. I he got this show through oh, working with Conan O'Brien. It was originally on TBS. Now it's on Adult Swim. That dude was in a really funny sketch group when I was young. He yeah. has a very unique sense of humor, and that comes across really strongly in the show. This season, I think, is probably even better than the first one. Uh, so I'm really enjoying that. Mm-hmm. That's something I consumed this week. Sparks, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm trying to mind meld with you. Can you pass me those napkins? Sure. I'm going to leave this in. I don't I can, care anymore. I can pass you these napkins. Thank you, We're doing it live. Please. There you go. Continue, um, please. Uh, the other thing is, I started school this last week. Hell yeah, baby boy. Uh, I started going to Cal State Fullerton. If you guys didn't know, 
Sparks is only 14 years old. <laughs> I'm only 14 <laughs> years old. 14 years young. Uh, no, I'm old. I'm very <laughs> old. Um, it's very surreal. Uh, I'm working on a degree that's related to cinema and television, and because of that, all my classes are related to film and pop culture. And uh, on my first day in my film music study class, Ooh, the teacher brought up, yes, eventually in the course, one of the one of the scores we'll deep dive into is Brian Tyler's Iron Man 3. Now, we'll be talking, yes, I, I know, eyes wide. I was surprised, too. Hell yeah. Um, uh, Iron That's Man 3. Now, uh, you, you all are familiar, obviously, because Avengers Endgame is one of the biggest movies ever. Who would have guessed when Iron Man came out in 2008? Well, you were all 10 then, and I'm like, ha! Not me! <laughs> sure, I was 10, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in my 20s. It is a it was, is a weird. I was two years away from getting 18. an Iron Man tattoo. Yeah, exactly. When Iron Man three came out. Uh huh. When yes. Iron Man came out. Oh, when Iron Man because he was talking about Iron Man three. No, I'm Iron talking Man. about Iron Man. Oh, okay. He said you were all ten when oh, Iron Man came oh, out, and I'm like, shit. nope, not true, <laughs> inaccurate. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely the oldest person in all of my classes. It's very interesting because uh, out of my four classes, three of them all brought up the Marvel universe in some way within the first week. Uh, related to like film studies pop and things culture. like that because that's how well one of my classes is specifically about pop culture so that one made sense but like it, it came up in all of them and I'm like yeah dang what a weird world I'm in right now I took a pop culture class in college and I've never I've never met anyone who hated pop culture more than that pop culture t- uh, professor yeah I, my, my professor definitely like loves pop culture but does not love the MCU oh no oh no that, he doesn't hate it he just doesn't love it that's fair. Right. He felt Endgame was far too long. That's a common thing that's coming out yeah. of the woodwork these days. Uh, anyway, so uh, that that started this week, so that put me behind uh, a decent bit on between that and D twenty three, like uh, catching up on the on the YouTube stuff for uploading for the show and things like that. So we're like behind a few podcast episodes. I've also been building some visual intros. So right now, when this is out, those episodes should be up or most of them. And now they have visuals to go with our new beautiful intros and outros by Jeremy Bellucci. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, which is awesome. Using Not to steal your thunder, but shout out to Jeremy Bellucci. Yeah, shout out to Jeremy Bellucci. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess the, the big thing other than that is D23. I don't know that I did anything else that's relevant. When's D24? Probably. <sighs> Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I did listen to what you guys said. I did wa- definitely want to deep dive on a couple of subjects. Oh, real quick, before the D23. While I was at D23, I found out some really sad news that also led to some more sad news that I had no idea about. Uh, so OKKO OK is a show I've talked about a lot. It's one of the first shows I want to talk about in Cartoon Corner. Uh, while I was at D23, I found out from uh, that the creator of the show announced that it has been canceled by Cartoon Network. So that. this season will be the last season. And uh, they gave him enough heads up that he's like, I made the ending the best I could. Also, this last season of Star vs. the Force of Evil was the last season. Star vs. the Force of Evil on Disney Animation, which we wound up talking about while Jen was on, was also canceled. What? And was not given the ending that uh, she wanted because she said uh, in an interview that, like, yeah, I couldn't make it the ending I always had in my head because the characters weren't there. Just couldn't do that. It would have felt forced. So, Son of a... Even though I knew it was coming, there was nothing I could do, so I just ended it the best way I could without it being the ending I wanted. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, It's a real shame. Star vs. the Force of Evil is probably the most inventive original Disney animation show I've seen. Um, and that's a real shame that that's, that's gone. My, that's one of my favorite new Disney cartoons. That and Gravity yep. Falls. I yeah. love those shows. Yeah, so season four, that's that's it, baby. Son of a... Uh, so that's that's a shame. I, um, I heard about OKKO, but I didn't hear about Star, and that one hurts. Yeah, both of these are really awful. Uh, Teen Titans Go, by the way, just uh, got announced that it's like moving through on its sixth season, probably getting a seventh. Uh... <laughs> 
I, I, I only I only draw this comparison because it, it, it really irritates me that for some reason ca- these cartoon shows are still beholden to Nielsen ratings. Such an outdated system. It really is, and I, and I hate it. It's awful. I'm like, nobody... No, these are for, like, you know, people who are either kids with their parents or uh, young adults, young teenagers, and things like that are watching these shows. And when they're doing it, they're not watching it like broadcast television. They're not. Uh, anyway... It's very not like an, it's not like an episode of Dexter's Lab where you can have it on in the background no. while you're doing something. But it's very, like but w- very few studio uh, pr- uh, networks take uh, streaming into account. Yeah, and, and and I'm saying like Cartoon Network and Disney Channel, but man, Cartoon Network they really got to get there because OKKO is such a beloved show on the internet. Maybe not as much as your Steven Universe or your Adventure Time, but it's definitely got a huge audience. And the fact that like it's getting canceled makes no sense. I get that it's not. The, the whole thing is that, like, Teen Titans Go gets the Nielsen ratings, A, because Cartoon Network airs it all the time, and B, because kids really like watching it. That's that's the thing. Like, kids love watching Teen Titans Go because it's colorful and makes no sense. Um, and OKKO and everything, if it's just being judged off those broadcast ratings, not over, like, the people that are watching it streaming or on the internet. Yeah. I think um, NBC, CBS, and... Uh uh, the Fox Network were the only three—not the only three, but like one of the more prominent three uh, networks that that looked at streaming as well as. Nielsen. And you just brought up because we were talking about Krypton Deadly Class at Sci-Fi. Yes, Sci-Fi has also been doing that more, which is awesome. Sci-Fi. Uh, been, yeah. I bet Winona Earp would have been canceled a while ago if they weren't. Um, yay that that show's going. Yes, I mean it's, the Nielsen ratings definitely not the <coughs> system. Uh, I, I don't think anyone's willing to come up with a new one. Yeah, I get that. I'm just—it's crazy that these awesome and inventive cartoons are getting canceled like they're not successful yeah when they you go online and they clearly have a massive audience yeah, exactly. it's it's obvious and i don't i don't understand yeah. um anyway off of that on to d23 <clears throat> so you guys talked about last week uh i really wish i could have been here um there's definitely Same. some highlights i want to hit on uh anything in particular that you guys want to know about well, or should i just go was it with ian mcgregor showed up uh, I, I was live texting you guys while yeah. that was happening. It was really <laughs> funny because you asked me, and it was probably about 25 seconds before he walked out yeah. that you asked me, like, have they announced Kenobi? And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Yep, he just walked out. He's here. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> um, yeah, they saved that for the, the last bit of Disney+. Plus. Which, honestly, I, I as we were getting there, I'm like, they gotta, it's got to be him, right? Because yeah. this is the end of the show. We're at we're at Star Wars and they've shown the Mandalorian trailer and they've talked about the Cassian Andor series so they've got to be bringing out Kenobi. I really uh, <coughs> so it really felt like D twenty three was the main event at D, uh, no, uh, Disney Plus was the main event at D twenty three. Yeah, I I would be hard pressed to tell you that's not true and yeah. I think part of it is a change in strategy from what they did two years ago. Uh, two years ago they announced bo- not just Marvel Studios but like. All the studios were announcing like very forward-thinking their agendas for like the next few years. Multiple projects announced things that wouldn't come out in the time before the next expo, like yeah. Mulan. They were like, it was Mulan was on the docket, and then it's coming out next year. So like all this kind of stuff was happening. Um, and this year they were very focused on like we are only talking about things that are absolutely like across the board. Pixar, Disney, Pixar didn't give you any ideas of things that are like just concept right now. Disney Animation didn't do that. Disney Live Action didn't do that. Star Wars Good. didn't do that. I was surprised that Kathleen Kennedy said nothing about about the next trilogy of Star Wars films. They were entirely also, entirely focused only on Rise of Skywalker. I was also really surprised that uh, <coughs> Kevin Feige 
what you say makes sense because probably what happened was the rest of the phase four movies weren't ready yet and so not gonna talk about something that's not ready i was surprised that blade since it was announced wasn't given some kind of form of release date or us knowing if it's a disney plus show or a movie yeah uh i was kind of surprised with that uh past that i was also stunned obviously so there's phase four is longer than we've been told yes and i don't we don't know how long anymore uh, Eight because, shows. Yeah, so those three shows go into the next year of 2021. Yes. No, 2022. 2022. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So 2022, which is where, uh, and now Black Panther is being announced. For so the same year. Uh-huh. So that's phase four, yeah. I assume. I don't know, man. Well, we it, don't. It, we, it, we know it nothing. Is, it is because they, they added mm. those three shows to the phase four uh-huh. timeline. Yes, they did. But I'm saying Black Panther, I assume, must be phase four yeah. then. Um, because he didn't officially say that there. So I bet I bet he would have said more if there was any more to share, any more concrete news. Yeah, there's already a lot. So man. so you brought up the Disney Plus stuff, and I'll definitely touch on that. Um, that panel was nuts. Uh, that was hosted by Yvette Nicole Brown. I definitely Woo! like shared some stuff on my Instagram about this. Yeah. Um, uh, she was awesome. She was a great host. Uh, they showed a ton of stuff. They are really trying to sell you on it. And I gotta say, I was stunned. They showed multiple films that are coming to Disney Plus that they've done, and I'm like, this is this is movie like theater money budgets on these things um noel which is a christmas movie with anna kendrick and bill Hader, looks very good could have been in a theater honestly i was like whoa okay lady in the tramp lady in the tramp which you guys touched on uh also looks really good yvette nicole brown uh the the uh pup that came out is a state is the double for lady Mm -hmm. and that is the yvette nicole brown she adopted that yeah yeah um uh She's in Lady and the Tramp, okay. Yvette Nicole Brown. Um, so she was really hyped about that. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, man, so much happened at Disney+. Plus. It was nuts, guys. Uh, there is a movie coming out called Timmy Failure. which is a, a little bit about Yeah, this. so it's about uh, a kid in elementary school, uh, and he has an imaginary polar bear friend <laughs> who is a fully realized and rendered CGI polar bear, polar not unlike the historic animals. materials bear that we've seen. Looks completely real, but only he can see the bear. Uh, the tone of it is excellent. Uh, it's it, I'm like, I, I don't know, guys. Like this is gonna be a, this service is nuts. Um, I don't understand. Um, I I don't understand the choices <coughs> that they're making here because, like you said, Lady and the Tramp. And when I said that you know Lady and Tramp's fa- uh, real uh, animals are emoting better than the Lion King's fake animals. Uh huh. Um, but you can put that in the theaters. And potentially make a billion dollars. So why didn't you? Like because why Disney's smart and they all they know you'll buy the service if with that movie on there. I mean, Lady and the Tramp is is an in, is an interesting gamble to be like you'll buy with Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, but the thing is, you know, the bulk of Lady and the Tramp still has real animals. Yeah. So like, it didn't cost anywhere near what some of those other films are. True. I mean, true. like, yeah, it's costing them a pretty penny, but a pretty penny they can spare to beef up this Disney the is Disney a Netflix. Plus service <laughs> yeah. And make you come to it. Obviously, there was the the Lizzie McGuire Hillary Duff announcement, and she yeah. came out. That High was that musical, was a big the thing. Musical, the series. I so they they misled us when we were there that the Lizzie McGuire show was going to be. Like, they were leading us in a direction like it's, you know, we're going to reinvent it. It's going to be a new Lizzie McGuire. We auditioned a bunch of young girls. Actually, you know, there's really only one Lizzie McGuire, so they brought out Hillary Duff. Oh, right. And they were like, yeah, and I thought this was going to be a Raven's Home situation. She's going to be the mom, and the daughter is going to be like, you know, Girl Meets World, Raven's Home. We've kind of done this formula where, like, you know, it's them coming back, but it's really about the kids doing similar things, but in a modern take. Fuller House. Nope, this is a show about uh, Lizzie McGuire living in New York. 
uh, single and like you know trying to make life work. Ready and, to but, mingle. But she's battling with her 13 year old cartoon version inside of her head, who's still 13 years old. I love that so much. That's the show. That's I cool. love that. Uh, I was stunned that that was the concept. I'm like, well, that's pretty neat, actually. Way to way to be different. Anyway, uh, enough about Lacey McGuire. Um, no, you please, brought up on. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Listen, that in, that premise is really cool. So, yes. So I got to talk about that with you. Uh, what interested. did you think that show was? Do well, you know what that show is now? Yeah. Okay, do you know what the show is? Nope. Ben, tell me what you think High School the Musical the series is. A uh, documentary about guys doing about a high school doing a musical that's also a musical? Okay. Maybe not far. Uh, so the whole premise is that East High, where they filmed the movie High School Musical, has never done a musical. And they find out that, and so they force them to do a production of the musical version of High School Musical. It's a fake oh. documentary about the making of a High School Musical about High School Musical. And right. and it is a limited series, not a multiple season show. So it will be 10 episodes and that's it. It's super and, meta and I'm into and, it. And I suddenly got way more interested. Yes. Also, that cast was really cool. They opened the Disney Plus show by performing uh, We're All in This Together. But, but their own like rendition. So there were some changes to it and everything. My teenage childhood. Uh, but the thing that, that got me is the humor is actually... like They feel like real teenagers now who are kind of like going through you know, the drama of, of high school, but also, like, putting on a theater production and trying to stand out in that crowd. And it felt far more sincere than High School Musical ever did. It's not this over-dramatized thing. And there's a great bit that I couldn't help but think of Brandon for, where um, there's a guy who's trying to get the lead role that was Zac Efron's, and so he's watching the DVD of it in the computer lab at school. Mm -hmm. But the DVD gets jammed when they're supposed to leave, and so the teacher comes over and he's like, well, what's happening? And it's like, uh, it's High School Musical. He holds up the DVD case, and he's like, oh, okay... And so he's trying to get it out, but the way that it's jammed is, like, glitching. So it's uh, uh, repeating Zac Efron saying, get your head in the game, but only the opening bit of get your head in the game, and it will not stop. And the teacher's <laughs> like, this is my nightmare. <laughs> As he's trying to get it out. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to watch this show. I might watch this show, yeah, this 10-episode show. I didn't watch the trailer until I found out what it actually was, and people mm -hmm. are like, oh, hey, I think we all were uh, misjudging what this show actually was. And I yeah. watched the trailer, I'm like... I mean, I'm not, like, the biggest fan, but, like, this seems kind of interesting. Right, just, yeah. At, at first, I just written High School Musical, that the series, off, because yeah. I'm like, oh, great, it's another High School Musical. I've seen I all three care. of those movies. I've I would have seen the show. I've seen one, yeah. I've, I saw the first one, and then the rest, I was like, I'm, okay. I'm the only ones who've seen the all, th all three. Pro probably. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm sold on the concept. Well, I mean, hearing you ta talking about it, I'm like, you know what, I think I'll get the trailer and watch, and then you're, I'll go from there. You're only asking for me to commit to ten episodes, and I, I'm far more willing yeah, to do that than to commit to, like, a long series run of this this idea. Yeah. Um, so that that was that impressed me. Uh, Disney Plus. What else did they show? Oh, Monsters at Work. Did you guys hear get any of the details out of Monsters at Work? No, I didn't. We, we got a little bit, but it wasn't. We didn't get um, a lot. So, so the main character, the whole thing is that he's showing up on the day that they start doing laughs instead of scares. So he just graduated from the same university as Mike and Sully as top scarer, ready to be top dog and go in and be the new Sully. And they've switched to laughter on is his he, first is day he scary of work. Looking? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they've switched to laughter, and he has no idea how to do it. So he kind of has to work in the like, the IT department. They have to move him because he can't work the floor. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he starts working behind the scenes to make everything work, meanwhile trying to work on his comedy material and, and how to make himself a funnier animation? monster. Um, we, didn't, we didn't see anything past concept art. Sure. It's, it's looking pretty good. They have worked. It is a, technically a Disney animation production, worked in conjunction with Pixar, but Pixar's not animating the I show. Um, but they've given them, like, uh, they, they went through a special presentation. This wasn't on the main panel, but this was a special presentation on the floor of the Disney Plus Pavilion. 
and uh, they were showing how they took concept art from the original film, places that we never even saw in that first movie, and they've expanded them and made like Monstropolis as this whole place. That's cool. Uh, and you're going to go to a lot of things and, and see a lot of the places, and, and it looks really cool. Um, I'm really into that show. Yeah, that uh, I'm very awesome. I'm very excited for it. They seem to have the right idea about it. Uh, they actually totally changed the concept of it, like after a while because they 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 had not settled on this idea of him being a scare turned into uh, coming in on that first day and then they had that idea like midway into production sure. and I had really to change like a lot idea. of their ideas. It's I like think it's, it's a it's really a, good it's one. A good evolution of, of yeah of yeah. Uh, so that looks awesome. Um, what else happened at Disney Plus? You guys saw the Mandalorian trailer. Cassie mm-hmm. Nandor, uh, they had Alan Tudyk and... Um, uh, I forget the name of the guy who plays Cassie Diego Nandor. Luna. Thank you. Uh, they both came out and they talked uh, for a little while. Um, Alan Tudyk made a great reference because uh, he said... Diego Luna said how... We still have no title, right, Kathleen? We can't say the title. And it's like, yeah, we don't have a title. And then uh, Alan Tudyk was like, I'd like to make a suggestion. K2 Fast... K2 Furious, <laughs> a Cassian Andor story. See, I got both our names in there, and I think that's perfect. And uh, so Alan Tudyk was obviously a lot of fun. Um, that sh- yeah. That show, I'm, I'm intrigued by that Listen, show. man, if it looks half as, again, like we said, if it looks half as good as Mandalorian, I'm, uh, I'm there. The money they are putting. Man, okay, so we talked about, like, I guess it's not that big, that surprising because it's Disney, but like you look at like CBS All Access, and the the type of money they the put Mandalorian looks shows. like a, a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's bananas. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and I I know I, we talked about it last week, but like I texted you guys like if you had told me this was a movie, yeah, yeah, I would have believed. It's really the only thing that like is like reserved for like HBO, like Game of Thrones, like that that gets like movie. even even better. Yeah, arguably that's what I mean. Even better, it's because like Disney's willing to put up the money because they know you're gonna buy it. They're right. willing to put in completely CGI characters into these, yeah, and make them look good. Yeah. Uh, so that Kenobi show, so ready. Yeah, me yeah. too. Uh, yeah, Clone Wars. It's, Clone Wars was talked about. It's eight years after Revenge of the Sith. They officially said. Yeah, they have officially said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clone Wars. Uh, is looking good. And Man, I'm so excited about that seventh season. And uh, Resistance, all of that, uh, Rebels, Clone Wars, Resistance, all of it, Disney Plus, nice, all going to be there. So excited. Super, super fun. Uh, the entire. Th- I was th- I was wanting to rewatch Clone Wars, right? And uh, thank goodness of all the, the physical media that I have, Clone Wars, the DVDs, not in print anymore. Yeah. I was furious. Do, I was like, do. I want to watch that again. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, you, we, we'll talk about it off yeah. air. Remind me about that, um, <clears throat> about physical media. Uh, what else at Disney Plus? Disney Plus had us so much, guys. All the Marvel uh, stuff. Yeah, the Marvel stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Was, uh, so was, you, you said you wanted to talk to us about Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, so when he, so first he talked about WandaVision. That's where he announced the Cat Dennings and and Randy Randall Park. Randall Park and everything and I was like, what is the show? <laughs> yeah. I this was another thing. So the Disney Plus panel and I can only imagine that they just didn't care if some of the footage leaked early. I'm just letting you know now. I've seen a lot of the panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the studios one, our electronics were on lockdown. We yeah. were not allowed to be able to videotape. I anything. still saw Black Widow. Footage. They <laughs> did not care. That's because I was actually at a different section. Oh, okay. That was not at that panel. Got it. <clears throat> um, they had a little Black Widow thing on the Marvel Studios Pavilion. Got it. And that's where that came from um, because that actually leaked before that Studios panel did. Um, yeah, so our electronics, they didn't care for the Disney Plus panel. So we were allowed, they just asked us like, hey, please don't record any of the videos, but they didn't enforce it. So that's why I was able to just constantly text you guys throughout the Disney Plus panel. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I was in talks with you guys and like, oh man, guys, the Marvel Studios news that's happening right now in Disney Plus was nuts. Uh, so that's where we found out about um, 
the WandaVision information. That was where what uh, the what if stuff. You got to see some of the what if. Books. Yes, I did. Um, the animation is, oh God, um, it's Resistance-like, but a little better. I see. Uh, so I'll, I'll say that. And um, the Peggy Carter stuff with Steve Rogers is what we saw mostly. Uh, obviously, there was the zombie Captain America bit and the T'Challa Star-Lord bit. Uh, but that's mostly what we were focused on. Um, so I, I'm, I'm hopeful that they're, they're going to get more actors than they've said back. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. You know? Well, yeah, they, they said that, they won't, that they're going through all 23 movies. They are, yeah. Two of them are the Spider-Man films. Uh-huh. So, but the, we, we don't see any of the Spider-Man cast attached to this What If series, right? Not yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? All that, all that they, up in the It's air. only about the it guy. It was so weird being in such a entrenched place while the Sony Disney stuff was happening. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What a weird scene to be in. Like, yeah. everyone everywhere is kind of, like, on tiptoes. Kevin Feige, you could feel, was tense every time he walked out on stage because he's like, just ignore that that's happening right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's such a showman. He is. Um, yeah, uh, so he was like, I've got three more Disney Plus shows that we haven't announced. Would you guys like to hear? And he's like, we saved these for D23. He made a big, big deal about it. So the logo intros are more than just those logos that you guys have seen the pictures of. There's like a visual lead up to them. Mm. Um, the Miss Marvel one focuses on the uh, colon in Miss Marvel because that is uh, Captain Marvel's logo. Yeah. And so it starts there and then created the Miss Marvel logo around it, which was pretty cool. And everybody was really excited. that They were really happy. Now this one, the next one was Moon Knight. And what happened was... It starts with this black image and slowly reveals the moon. Yeah. And as the moon was being revealed, there was one guy in the audience who went, "You're kidding me!" Just like so loud, <laughs> everybody heard it. Heard yeah. him. And and my mental process as it was happening is the first moment I saw the moon, I'm like, "Inhumans." Oh, I there's guess. no way, right? Yeah. There's no way. And then that guy said, "There's no way," and I'm like, "You're right." There is no way. It's not in humans. So who could it be? And right before the title came up, I was like, it's Moon Knight. Oh, my God, it's Moon Knight. And I lost my mind, and everybody lost their minds, and and, uh, and, and I, I was among the people. went to my comics and looked for my Moon Knight number one song yeah, baby. by Jeff Lemire. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. I was so happy for Ryan in that it's moment. Real. Yeah, uh, can't That, that it, was dude. incredible. And then uh, the one after that was um, She-Hulk. Yes, so the way that was teased up was a, a, a visual image building up around the statue of Lady Justice that had graffiti painted over awesome. it. Awesome. And I was like, dang, what is this show going to be? And then it was She-Hulk, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't even, dang. Yeah. Uh, some of these, some of these shows I never thought I'd see. Yeah, what a, what a time. And that he was so specific about, like, yeah, we're introducing them here to, before we bring them to the films. And I'm like, this is, this is nuts. See, like... The Moon Knight thing is the biggest thing for me. <coughs> but like I know we talked about this last Same. week, but like we're at the point where now we got a Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, we're uh-huh. getting Shang-Chi. I'm like we're getting everyone eventually. I did not expect a Disney Plus Moon Knight. Like they're just really going for it. Like every like She-Hulk, Miss Marvel and Moon Knight are such uh, different characters. So like everyone's getting satisfied. Yeah, it's I, like it's they're killing it. I figure we get Miss Marvel sooner rather than later. I just yeah. didn't, I there honestly were, thought there were talks I, on Miss Marvel show like ABC a and stuff, time. right? Yeah, like, yeah but I honestly thought we weren't gonna get Moon Knight until <clears throat> much, much later. I yeah. thought the Netflix, I thought Netflix had Moon Knight. Yeah, lost. I thought yeah. once Daredevil came out, and then we ha- got news of um, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Punisher. I'm thinking Moon Knight's gonna be on. See, Netflix. once they all got canceled, that's when I thought we're never getting Moon Knight. Yeah, Same. yeah, because I thought he was gonna uh-huh. be in that universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, like I brought this up to you guys. I'm only going to mention it lightly on the podcast because you have to understand how weird this was. I was not the only person recognizing this was weird. When we were sitting in the 
lobby for the for these panels, both for Disney Plus and the studios panels. Um, both times at different different songs for the two times. One time Jessica Jones intro from the Netflix show played. This has never happened at D23 before. They've never played music from those Netflix shows. And then the next time it was the Luke Cage intro. And and I was sitting in there and I'm like I and it took me a while to register that's what was happening. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. And the thing is like I was so ready for them to say something was happening with the Netflix shows because they also played things like uh, the song from the Lizzie McGuire movie. And then they announced the Lizzie McGuire show. So nice. I'm like, why are they, why are they doing this? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying it means anything. I'm just saying it was very bizarre and I was not the only person noticing it was bizarre. This has never been done before at the Disney Expo. They've never played those Netflix themes. I they're, they're not that recognizable that yeah. like you, you'd expect that to be a common thing. Like they usually play songs that everybody in the crowd should get. It's picking the Netflix shows, somebody made that choice, and that's really interesting to the me. The last one was two years ago, right? Yeah. Perhaps those albums weren't out yet. This maybe not the albums, but the, <clears throat> but the shows but the, were but out. But they definitely had access to those songs. I, I like there has never been well, any acknowledgement of the Netflix shows only, at D twenty three. I only say because the albums uh, were put were put out later, and the albums are put up by ABC Music. Um, so that sure, could sure, be. sure. I, I, it's it's still a choice. You're making this playlist for this lobby. Yeah. You're playing Jessica Jones two songs before the panel starts. That's a little odd. I got to tell you, I was playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and I got to the, the defender section where you meet all the defenders and they join your team. And Jessica Jones is like hanging out with you, and I'm like, ah, man, I miss <laughs> those guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's show seems excellent. Jeff Goldblum was a lot of fun. Yeah. That trailer um, looks really fun. Yep. Yeah. We saw basically the same thing. Did you guys watch the trailer for Encore? No. So that's the uh, Kristen Bell show where she gets together. Um, oh, old music, old, yeah, yeah, yeah. old casts of High School Musicals, uh, and they're years down the line and has them recreate the same show. And there was one part you can watch the trailer, and this is in there. There's one part where there's a guy who like he his whole thing was he's not an excellent singer, he's not an excellent dancer, but he did Oklahoma in high school. Uh, sorry, he's not an excellent singer or actor, but he's an excellent dancer. That was his thing, and so he had like the biggest dance number for the lead in Oklahoma. And that was a big deal, and that was his high school musical experience, but it's like 20 years down the road, and he was in a car accident, and mm -hmm. he's uh, paralyzed from the waist down. So they had choreographers come in and create a whole new number incorporating his wheelchair so he could still be that role. Oh, that's so And cool. it's so incredibly cool just to see that in the trailer, and I'm like, that... This is an awesome thing. Yeah. I'm really... This is the kind of reality television show I can get that behind. That sounds really nice. Uh, yeah, so Disney Plus... Wow, what a what a presentation! They obviously are selling it hard. A lot $7? of things you guys covered. Uh, yeah, seven dollars a month. Jesus. Uh, become a D twenty three member. You can jump in on that. It, like, become the free version of a D twenty three member. There is a free tier where you don't pay anything, and you're just a D twenty three member. You're not a gold member. You're just a regular casual member. You do that, and you can get in on that deal for one hundred and forty dollars for three years. If you know you're going to do that, do that's a it. Good deal. God, that's a good deal. I know. I did it. But I'm I not going to lie. I did it. I had $140. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm always, yeah. So I was there. So my mother was with me. That was a big thing about D23 Expo. That's one of the reasons I couldn't Didn't come back Sundays. Did share accounts? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you'll have, uh, you'll have like multiple logins and everything. So, so it's built for families. So theoretically, I don't need to get it. I could just have an account on yours. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe seven bucks isn't a lot off, though. Off the air. Uh, so the whole thing was that, like, obviously, I in this case, my mother was with me at the Disney Plus panel. She didn't really. She kind of knew what was up. I told her there were Marvel Studio shows because she's a Marvel fan and has watched all the stuff, and that it was going to be important. But she wasn't really aware of what the streaming service was going to be. And then we were in the panel, and she's like, "Oh, we're buying that. Let's go on the floor. We'll go buy it." Go so we that. went. We went and did it. Um, that was you did that was it right funny. then and there, huh? 
Uh, no, we did it on our third day when we just had some time to go right. around and, and we stopped by when it when it was convenient and uh, and we signed up and she she bought it. So $140 for a year. She's also going to increase it to the bundle, which you have to call them about once it starts. But then you can have that same like discount transfer over to the bundle. That's cool. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, anyway. What a service. <clears throat> so uh, the studio stuff I want to talk about for sure. Um, the behind the scenes studio stuff. Uh, f- where to start with that? Um, so Pixar. I guess let's start with Pixar. Uh, you guys all know about Onward. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have been kind of yeah, all right. I just need another trailer to sell me. Yeah. Uh, so we were shown eight to ten minutes. I don't remember ex- the exact number of the film, and I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Uh, so what happens is I don't think this is that spoilery. So what happens is you could you could read about it anywhere. So um, <laughs> uh, the the two sons, the dad died. Again, this is kind of related to the director's personal life. Uh, that's where he's pulling this from. And the dad died when the youngest uh, kid was born, like right around then. So they've never met him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's like, not really dead. he's an accountant, right? He was an accountant in this world. Apparently, he'd secretly been studying magic. He's not really dead. Uh, in order to, no, he is. It's going to be the spoiler in the movie. No, he's really dead. Okay. So what it is is that he'd been studying magic, and he'd left his sons for when they were both 16, a staff and a gem and a spell that would allow him to come back and see his sons for one day. Aw, Davy Jones. One whole day. And what happens is that uh, they try over and over, and they can't seem to get it to work. It turns out that the youngest son is the one with like a touch of magic, so he's able to get the spell to work, but something goes wrong while he's working on the spell. And so it fails, but it didn't fail entirely. So their dad's just legs. Oh, that's great. And uh, they have a day to get another stone and get the spell to work again to get all of him so they can see him because you can only do this once and you can only do it for 24 hours. So they have to go on a quest to find the proper stone so that they can do it and have their dad back for that day. That's awesome. And meet him. And so uh, they have to take the legs with them as they go. So they weakened at Bernie's him. <laughs> and that's basically the setup for the film. So so if it's fantasy, weekend at Bernie's, I'm sold. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right, so I'm, okay. uh, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. Well, a lot of good gags. Uh, Chris Chris Pratt and Tom Holland were able to record together. Uh, and that, that very, clearly made a difference with their interactions. Very rare for Pixar. Uh-huh. That. Yeah, they were, they were really, they, the camaraderie is strong. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, Soul. From Pixar. Oh, that was the other one, yeah. Uh, the so uh, Pete Doctor is doing that. Um, he came out and said, because uh, this is the guy who made Inside Out, yeah. um, you know, he came out and he said, uh, we really, you know, we were talking about wanting to explore things that, like, what makes you you? Why are you here? I know that's kind of crazy. Like, who would do metaphysics in a movie? <laughs> so the movie's called Soul. That's exactly <laughs> how he said it. And uh, the, the concept is that there is a you seminar. There's a place called the you seminar. And that's where everything about you is kind of set up and determined before you go and live on Earth. And the character that Jamie Foxx is playing has kind of felt his whole life like it didn't go the way it was supposed to. And then it really doesn't go the way it's supposed to. And he winds up back at the U seminar. And he's trying to find out why his plan got so messed up. Mm -hmm. And along the way, he meets Tina Fey's character, who is a soul who thinks Earth is too scary and decided not to deal with it. (laughs) And so never went and lived out their life any life uh it looks really dope that's cool i'm looking forward to that one 
Uh, Disney Animation is making Rhea mm-hmm. and the Lost Dragon. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Uh, so the animation, I, I want to set this up correctly. So the animation is not that different from what we've seen in Big Hero 6 or Frozen or that kind of stuff. Yet, it is. Uh, there is a touch to this that is far more elaborate and detailed than any of the other works Disney Animation has done before. And there is something kind of unique about it. Even though it's that same, like if you look at it just casually, it is that same style that they're going for, that same kind of 3D animation look that they've been doing. But they did something far better with this one. I'm still waiting for them to use the, the animation with the paper man. I'm actually going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, but not yet. Uh, so be prepared for Rhea. Um, that movie looks visually looks so cool. Very excited. About um, I'm really happy about it. I'm really glad that they're changing things up. It it is subtle, but it is it is different. It is very cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's a cool concept. I'm really into what they're building there. Yeah. Um, they didn't. So uh, you know, we'll talk about the Rise of Skywalker trailer because that got released everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that in the trailers. Yes, exactly. Um, I was kind of disappointed with Kevin Feige at the. Movie stuff. I'm not gonna Lots lie. Lots of people were. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Well, I I don't understand why you'd bring Ryan Coogler out only to announce a date. Yeah. I'd be like, Kevin could have done that. Why'd Ryan Coogler have to come to say, here's the date? Yeah. I wouldn't look the, uh, a gift Ryan Coogler in the mouth. I mean, I do only well, because just like Comic Con. Look I at know, all those announcements. Yes, I understand. But they talked about things. Ryan Coogler. Uh, I, it's. I'm fine with like Kevin Feige doing the announcement. I just felt like kind of cheap to just have Ryan Coogler come out like for ten seconds and he literally goes, there it is. When coming out, bye. And I'm like, neat. All right, yeah. I guess. Uh, the Black Widow trailer is cool. Florence Pugh is going to be awesome. Uh, her play with Scarlett Johansson is really good. I saw some fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's. Uh, I, I like the look of Taskmaster when it's in film. Yeah, it looks. When it doesn't look as bad. I like it. Uh, very interested. Cool. Yeah, very hyped. Um, Jungle Cruise. So that was something. The mummy. Let me tell you, that was quite a, a bit of the panel. Uh, being the showman that The Rock is, he comes out on this little makeshift mini Jungle Cruise boat. <laughs> uh, and that's how he comes out and greets the audience. And the way he sets this up is he introduces the trailer. And the trailer like is very centered on his character, very macho, very all this, you know, classic romancing the stone. Man, look how great this guy is, all this stuff. And then he's like, yeah, so, you know, obviously get the best strong guy in the house to be the best strong guy there you go. It's awesome. And then Emily Blunt's like, I don't think so. And comes out in this like old style 1920s car. And she's like, no, no, no. And she's like that. Did you cut that yourself? That's a terrible trailer for this movie. And then she plays an alternate trailer for the movie that is focused on her character (laughs) and shows it as an entirely different uh, adventure about uh, this explorer and researcher who's uh, very smart and studied a lot. Very Rachel Wise from The Mummy. You're right with that. Uh, And seeks out The Rock's character but is able to completely take care of herself. And to the extent where like there are some shots that are very different, I'm like, I don't know which one's actually in this movie. (laughs) Uh, They they were straight up like the same moments but shot totally differently and and with different intent and i'm like i i don't know if neither of these are in the i have no idea uh it was very clever very fun and the thing is like nothing about jungle cruise the film that they set up oh uh the rock's character is his whole gimmick is that he takes people out on these tour boats and he does the jungle cruise essentially but it's a whole set of gimmicks that he set up uh, so he's basically like, uh, I'll take you on the most dangerous Amazon adventure. And it's like, it's not and real. And then he goes on a real not, adventure. And it's not real, but then he ends up on this one. Yeah. Um, the film seems fine. Like, as a plot, I'm like, oh, okay. But the chemistry between the two of them is so fantastic. It doesn't matter. Like, they're going to be excellent. 
Yeah. Uh, they were so much fun to have on stage. Um, past that, Maleficent 2. We saw a decent chunk more of that. Uh, I'm optimistic, yeah. but it's it's hard hard to say from here like how that's going to go down. But I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful yeah. for that movie. Good. Um, trying to think if there was anything else from the movie stuff. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. So uh, some of the other things I did is I was at the oh Frozen two. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, that story's not in the movie. <laughs> there was this part where they made a comment that, like, uh, when you see Frozen 2, you'll see that the narrative of it really goes with Frozen 1 to form one total story. And I'm like, well, that's not that hard when Frozen 1 wasn't much of a story. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, they got um, uh, Sterling, Sterling K. Brown. K. Brown. Yeah, he's uh, there as um, this captain that they meet in the in the different oh, land i read that he was his dad i read wrong no no he's uh he's this captain that they meet from from the other land that they wind up going to mm-hmm. and uh the other actress i forget her name right now uh is she's playing the mom in a flashback oh, okay yeah. uh and they showed one of elsa's big songs from the film and it, it was it was really good it was cool i i liked how well put together it was uh it definitely seems like an interesting story i hope they stick the landing on it i'm not sure that they will um sterling k brown was very funny uh he had never seen anything from the movie yet so they showed him an showed animation of his character in action and he like psychotically enjoyed it he was just like (laughs) (laughs) and like lost his mind and he's like that's me (laughs) from the predator it was it was very cool like uh, I'm, i'm very happy for him it's it's awesome um i went to the marvel 80th panel uh I read that comic. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, actually. Um, I was supposed to have it that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were supposed to get it early, but there was a whole thing. I'll, I'll talk about that. So uh, it's basically C.B. Sabolsky and Tom Brevroot were talking through some Marvel history. Nothing that I think isn't public information already, but it was still fun to hear them banter about it as they went through. They ran a half hour long. They were clearly having a good time. Uh, at the end, they did announce that next event that I sent you guys the picture of. Um, and... Uh, they were releasing a D23 exclusive version of Marvel Comics 1000, and what had happened is a whole lot of people had gotten up from their seats and come back and then left at the end, and got, so they'd wound up with two copies. Oh, okay. And this happened in such a large drove, and uh, people people were real mean, real aggressive to Disney cast members who are who are handing these out, by the way. And like it was just it was a bad scene. Yeah. Um, and we'd hung around for a while along with a few other people just because we were like kind of talking with people being like, wow, that was nuts. And then like, you know, what, what happened and kind of figuring that out. And in, in the midst of that, they brought us all back in. They, uh, those of us that were left and they got names and addresses and, um, Tom Beverly and CB Sobolski were like, we're going to send you copies. Oh, that's cool. uh, we're going to mail them to you. And they came down the line and they, they shook hands and took photos and talked with each and every individual person. And, uh, that's how I wound up getting an email address. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. so, uh, anyway, they, they were really nice guys. They were, they were awesome about that. Uh, the last thing I'll talk about that from D23, because there was uh, so much that went on, but um, the last thing I'll talk about is that I went to a thing called Short Circuit, um, where they screened six shorts. And what it is, is it's something that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. It's called Short Circuit. It's going to be where they uh, play a whole bunch of shorts that are being created by people who are at Disney Animation who are not normally animation directors, but are given the opportunity once they pitch an idea to create these ones. And the whole I- the whole concept is that they're exploring like one thing uh, that that they haven't really tried in the technology yet. 
So we were shown six of these. They were all really awesome in their own ways. Um, you guys are really going to like them. You're going to see them on Disney+. Plus. Uh, one in particular was really cool. Is um, done in this style of like an Archie comic book kind of look or Calvin and Hobbes kind of look mm-hmm. but like moving animation and the way they did it was really cool and it's this whole concept of a kid who has a crush on a girl at school and his thought bubble of that starts trying to escape from him and get to the girl and express that emotion and he's trying to stop it which was really cool um, but lots of cool stuff uh, they were really sweet you guys are going to really like it so check out the short circuit stuff when that comes to Disney yeah, Plus that's just that's another fun. reason to get it uh, they, they, this is where the Paperman stuff came in, by the way. This is where they're trying to perfect that technology. Oh, they are pushing it forward in short circuit. You can see it happening. That comic book one is an example of it. I just really like that animation. <clears throat> it's really I do, good. too. I do, too. That comic one looked really good, and I'm like, I really hope they push for a film to come back to that. All right, now that we're an hour into the show. You're welcome. Should we uh, get into our news? Bread and butter? Bread and butter. I'm hungry. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then. Bread and butter. Nom, uh, nom, nom. I did it. Some, Dang we, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> we do have some sad news to start off with. Yes. Uh, this happens quite a bit. Uh, too, too, too much for my liking sometimes. It's just tragic. Uh, Gordon Bressack passed away this week. At the age of 68. Now, uh, you guys may know him as a, a writer, right? An anim- uh, yeah, a writer yeah. for um, <coughs> DuckTales, for... Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck. Animaniacs, Pinky in the Brain. Yeah. He was a major, major player in all of those shows. Mighty Max. Yep. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Trolls, like, it goes back a long time. Real Ghostbusters. Uh, oh, the real Ghostbusters. Okay, cool. Yeah, he, he, did, he did a lot as really too bad uh, really good writer uh, other shows were um, Tiny Toon Adventures The yeah. Smurfs Captain Simeon and The Space Monkeys Jeez Louise what a name yeah uh, yeah he was he was all over the place uh, it, it's he's responsible for a lot of things and we've 68 isn't, isn't old anymore no. it's a shame no definitely not lived a good life but uh, cut, cut too soon yeah um, some so we talk about death let's talk about resurrection <gasps> Like the Phoenix. Uh, Telltale. Uh-huh. Telltale is coming back. Telltale is alive, you guys. Right, Ryan? Yeah, it's like a Frankenstein version of itself. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass this to you because you, you read the article. I did yeah, not. so uh, Telltale uh, <laughs> was bought by this by this company that's not in the entertainment business. As far as I can tell, I looked it up, and they don't have a record for anything releasing entertainment. But they bought Telltale uh, and all of its, all of its uh, intellectual properties. And they're going to start selling them off to make some money to rebuild Telltale, and other people can uh, make games that Telltale has made. You know, like uh, like Rockstar made Red Dead Redemption, but uh, Red Dead the first Red Dead was not made by them. Like they made Red Dead Redemption, and they bought those rights. Mm. Uh, much like Max Payne Three, uh, the guys who made Alan Wake <coughs> made the first Max Payne games, and then Rockstar was like, "Hey, can we make a Max Payne, please? We'll give you a billion dollars." And they did. Uh, so Telltale is back, uh, but a shell of its former self. Uh, the two people from this company are now uh, leading Telltale, and they're going to hire eight to ten people on a contract basis, not a salary basis with you know benefits like Telltale used to be. Uh, they're not hiring the hundreds of people who lost their jobs. They are starting it basically as an indie studio over again. Yeah. Um, so this is it is cool that this company is coming back, but the people in charge of it who made bad decisions are the in the reason the company went under in the first place. But it's a. Uh, a lot of people are like, "Well, it's cool that they're back. Uh, can I have my job and my and all my shit back, please?" Uh, yeah. And it's not it's not like that. So it's it's 
it's kind of good and kind of bad. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So we'll see what, where that goes in uh, the coming months. Honestly, the most interesting thing is that uh, they're going to be selling intellectual properties. So, like, they're going to be selling, like, uh, games to other developers, which could mean we're going to get great games that aren't Telltale-style games. Right. So we can get, like, a weird... Not Walking Dead, because that's owned by Skybound, Skybound, of course. But, like, their own intellectual properties and turn, like, an adventure game into an action game or <clears> something to like. For sure. Which could bring more people to t- Telltale again. I don't see that going the way it's going to be. Yeah, the only one they, the ones they said they're looking to hold on to right now are Batman and The Wolf is Among Us. Yes. Yeah. And those are owned by Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. So not like uh, that's going to happen. Right. Well, so we'll see what happens in the coming months. It's weird, For man. Sure. All right. So we got a lot of casting news that happened this week. Oh, yeah? Halloween Kills has cast two new characters. T- cast two old I was about to say, characters. not new characters. Uh, from the first Halloween movie. Continuing off its legacy from the first Halloween movie only. Um, Kyle Richards is returning to the role of Lindsay Wallace, one of the children from the first Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the actress is older and is returning to the franchise. That's, That's really awesome. Cool. That's really cool. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall has been cast, not returning, has been cast as the third actor to play Tommy Doyle. So I uh, guess apparently there was a discussion about having Paul Rudd come back. Yeah. But Man. he was in scheduling conflicts for Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's a shame. So Paul Rudd, to reference, played the same character. <coughs> in, in the sixth Halloween yep. film. Yes. yes. Is that the curse? Yeah. Michael yeah. Myers. And yeah, he he's the kid. The character Tommy Doyle is yes. the kid that uh Laurie was babysitting. Laurie was babysitting. Yes. Yeah. Um so Anthony Michael Hall's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. The char- the character was originally played by Brian Andrews. Yes. Uh he is not returning. He actually he's been doing a couple of things but not much. It looks like yeah. he's pretty much retired. Yeah. Um Paul Rudd would have been cool just for like the ah oh that's yeah. cool. I would have liked that especially like seeing that character played now in this kind of setting. Uh, because, like, yes, Chris and Michael Myers is serious, but it's it's kind of like a... Isn't that where, like, the weird cult stuff comes yes, into? So, yes. I, so hope it's, I hope it's, they don't do that stuff. No, I don't think they will. I yeah. don't think they will. But, like, I, I only think they were going to have Paul Rudd come back because he'd done it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't think anything was going to be connecting tissue to to any of the ideas that were in That would have been so cool. Right. Um, but I, I still think that would have been fun. But Anthony Michael Hall is a great choice. Yeah, I agree. Um, Mortal Kombat also had some casting. Shit, you guys. All right, so Jessica McNamee was in the Meg recently. She's the blonde lady in the Meg. There you go. Uh, Sorry, it's not been cast. She's in Final Talks, so Mm -hmm. she will be cast as Sonya Blade. Cool. That's cool. Really cool. Uh, Why can't we get um, who's playing her in uh, Ronda Rousey? No, don't do this to me. Don't Don't do this. (laughs) Please. Uh, Guys, Ronda Rousey wanted to be our Captain Marvel. Come on. (laughs) Jesus, yeah. Uh, Josh Lawson uh, from House of Lies mm-hmm. has been cast as Kano, so it looks like talks with um, what's his Joel name? Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman did not go through. That's okay. Uh, this guy's pretty good, and we're getting Josh Lawson, <coughs> so that's cool. Uh, Chin Han from Skyscraper. He's <laughs> in a lot of movies. <laughs> I know that dude is in a, in a whole a bunch of, of shit. Stuff, a ton of stuff. But uh, for those of you, because Skyscraper did it did well, probably his most high profile. He was in The Dark Knight. Oh, that That's guy. That's a long time ago, uh, but yeah. yeah. I think Dark Knight's more more profile than Skyscraper. No, but I'm thinking he like probably what, what had a bigger people's? role in Skyscraper, though. Probably. I, I think arguably. That's true. You yeah. and I saw that movie. I think he was more present. No, in yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, like, what would be more prevalent in audiences' minds? And it would be Skyscraper. I just was don't know he, how many people saw that movie. Was he also in a Winter Soldier? Two out of four, I'd say. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah, I he was one. So. He was one of the security council guys in Winter Soldier. Mm, I don't I remember. remember. I don't think so. 
Anyway, he's a great choice for Shang Tsung. Uh, no, I don't think that was him. I think oh. you're thinking of somebody else. He's really good at playing like slimy. I, I think I know who characters. you're talking about, and I don't think that was him. Yeah, yeah. slimy yeah. magician man. Yeah, so so uh, he'll be playing Shang Tsung. Uh, now I'm gonna look it up. That's 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 really cool. He's a good actor. He's a really good yeah. actor. I like him a lot. Um, and then uh, I'm gonna try, uh, Hiro- Hiroki Sonata. Yes. Yeah. Uh, from uh, he was uh, most recently in Avengers Endgame. He mm-hmm. was the guy that Ronan kills. He's also um, in Sunshine, Rush Hour Three. Uh, he was in Speed Racer. He was in a bunch he of stuff. He's Speed been Racer. acting since the 1960s. He's a very, very famous Japanese actor. Yes, he has been cast as Scorpion. This is this no joke, guys. I texted you this when this happened. He was my fan choice in my head. Because, like, if you play Mortal Kombat 10 oh, and nope. 11... I, I'm sorry. I take it back. Ben was right. Chin Han was in the World Security Council in no. uh, Winter oh, Soldier. Oh, the World Security Council. Yeah. Sorry. I thought, I That's thought, what I said. No, no. I, I was imagining just, like, security people. Oh. No, you're 100% right. Good job, Ben. Good job. Uh, yeah, he's he's great. But, yeah, he the, the guy playing Scorpion was my fan cast, and I'm like, oh, he's not going to do it. Like, well, of course not. Uh, but he's in it, and it's so good. He looks just like the guy from MK11. I'm so happy. That's awesome. This is such a good cast. Like, if this movie's bad, I'm going to be truly bummed out because this is Mortal Kombat deserves a, a, a franchise. They have, they have yet to cast Josh Smith. Uh, <sighs> I'm hoping that's because they got rid of that character. Let's be honest. God. I'm hoping that they went. Seriously. That they went. You know what? Let's change the script, guys. Yeah. I, s- I so pray. Look for Bradley Cooper. There's no Johnny Cage yet. So Casper Van Dien. So I'm. I, I just make a Johnny Cage. <laughs> just do it. Casper anyway. Van Dien. Yeah. Old man. Old man Johnny. Uh, all right. That's uh, up in trailers now. <laughs> 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 I suddenly don't feel so bad for ranting about D23 for a bit. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change the order that I have here real quick. Lucy in the Sky, released a new trailer this week. Oh, we are talking about that. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, Lucy this is in, L- Lucy in the Sky, which is the new Natalie Portman John Hamm film, uh, directed, directed by Noah Hawley. Thank you, ha- Hawley, 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 Hawley. Yeah, uh, looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. Uh, you said you hadn't seen a trailer up to this point, huh? I've seen the first trailer. Oh, okay. The trailer that I that we saw today, I had not seen. Yeah, I hadn't either. Same. Yeah. I uh, hadn't seen any trailer until the one I saw today. It looks pretty good. If you see that, so this trailer looked really good. The first trailer shows some more of the trippiness that we're known, more of the that Noah Hawley is known oh, to yeah. do, because uh, that's definitely in there. But this was far more like straightforward. Yeah. Then there's uh, a, a more there, but it's. More. It's more pedestrian, I think, yeah. uh, for wider audiences than, than the first trailer was. The first trailer was like, hey, you guys, you like Legion? <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited for this movie because the premise, first of all, is based on a true story, which is nuts in itself. But it's about astronauts having affairs while also going through like psychological, emotional stuff while trying to be astronauts. And that is such a crazy trippy concept where she only feels happy in space like that is such a core I, crazy idea and like i, I love also it. just really love when natalie portman really acts yeah. yeah and i and i feel like that i feel it in this one i, I feel like, like she's really bringing it i really like her accent in this movie i do too yeah. i was like that can't be na- I, I see natalie portman i mean even with the shorter haircut i was like that's her but we're her at the words coming out of her mouth like you don't sound like natalie portman so i know draw. you're natalie portman this is weird and it sounds good yeah, yeah it sounds yeah. great I'm very excited about it. Uh, I am too. Speaking of sounding great, Primal. Check, check out your space movies. A uh, couple weeks separated. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go see Ad Astra, then go see Lucy in the Please Sky. Please go guys. see both. Support independent movies, guys. Support, support independent space movies. I, Get us to the moon. I <laughs> wholeheartedly agree with Clancy Brown. Ad Astra might be the the final desperate attempt to make original sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, right. And that movie's expensive, you guys. So please see it. Yeah. Uh, we could not see an original sci-fi film for a long time if nobody sees this one. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So. And I'm I'm not gonna lie. The the marketing's struggling. Yeah, it really is. 
Uh, it doesn't help that it is a Fox film, which means they are going through that whole thing. It, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't for sure. Yeah. But um, bad marketing is is Absolutely. a kill. Oh, oh, real quick, since we're talking about that kind of marketing, this side note thing about D23, they had a sizzle reel where they before the panel for the studios where they showed a lot of their upcoming films. In that sizzle reel was Artemis Fowl. They didn't talk about it at all. Weird. It was in the sizzle reel because it is coming out in those years. Didn't touch on it once, not yeah. even a little. They're Jeez. already like, that film is dead. Yeah. That film is dead pre-release. They do not care. It was in the sizzle reel for the next two years, but they did not talk about it at all. Now, that being said, there was one other film that they apparently are excited about, but they didn't want to show anything about called, uh, I think it's called The Secret Life of Ivan or something like that. And uh, that was briefly, briefly in the sizzle reel. Uh, and they said, we're not touching on that this year. Interesting. But yeah, Artemis Fowl, so swept under the rug. Holy crap. Damn, dude. All right, so Primal. Yes. Um, this is the Gimme Carter Tartakovsky's new thing. Uh, this is a, this is an animated movie, animated show. Looks incredible. Uh, but what the biggest news here was that they released the release date, which is October seventh, and it will play every night that week. Yeah, five episodes over five nights, and then it will go to weekly. Uh, Tartakovsky. Bold. Tartakovsky also confirmed, in case anybody didn't already assume or wondered, there will never be dialogue. Yeah. Ever. But lots of screaming. There will yeah. be screaming and There's roaring, a, but there will never <laughs> be dialogue. There's a scream montage in this trailer. Yeah, there is. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It looks real good. Very excited for this. Yes. Um, we didn't. I didn't put this in the news, but you guys, I'm assuming, have heard about the, the X-Men bits where they've supposedly taken out all the Foxverse. Uh, I, w- I thought about bringing it up, but I didn't know how much Oh, we're cared. talking about New Mutants now. I, yeah. if, I didn't know okay. if you guys were going to uh, talk about I that. I don't buy it, honestly. I feel like that's a lot to deal with and I don't think Kevin Feige would want to introduce someone else's movie into the MCU. I, I, I buy them okay, taking out the X-Men stuff. Yes. That doesn't mean they have to throw in MCU stuff. I don't I don't that think, makes it neutral. I don't think that they're making it MCU like positive. A, they're positive, making it neutral. But I do think that they are taking out any re- references to the Fox X-Men franchise. I doubt there were that many to begin with yeah. and I would totally believe that they're taking them out. Yeah. I, I would too. I just don't think that, that that they're doing it so that Faggy could. I don't either. I yeah, don't. Yeah. I don't think that either. But I definitely believe that they're taking them out. One hundred percent. All right. When uh, is that movie coming out anyway? Next Never. year. Um, <laughs> as far as we know, next. Three year. years uh, honest, ago, Ben. Three years ago. Honestly, I have to sign when, up. When we off. started the podcast, do you know that that film has been on the docket and in production since this podcast started? Yes. Wow. That's awesome. how long that movie has so been. So the in new process. mutants comic written by Jonathan Hickman coming out soon. Uh, the character of Rain, uh, who is Maisie Williams, that character looks just like Maisie Williams in the yeah. comic. Mm-hmm. Exactly like her. And I'm like, yeah. come on, man, new, why do you do this? New, new mutants is uh, this podcast, White Whale. Jeez, oh. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so Primal looks really good. Let's move yeah. on to his Dark Materials, which is a new trailer. This is the BBC trailer. Let's uh, steal sorry, some kids. Real fast before we do that, because we did just talk about Primal. The other thing I was doing recently is I have Instagrammed about it. I was revisiting Clone Wars. Yeah. God, Tartakovsky series is so good. It I is. know it's not truly considered canon anymore. But it at is least, in my heart. But at least the first part, nothing contradicts that. Yeah. You can watch that first part and that's still completely canon. Like, nothing really contradicts it because it's all like very right after Attack of the Clones before Anakin became a Jedi Master and could have a Padawan. And Filoni's already said like they took cues from it. He has a really dumb reason for why they don't consider Tartakovsky's Clone Wars uh, canon. What is it? It's that uh, Mace Windu's episode is is too badass. Too badass. Essentially, that is the they're like uh, they're like if you believe a Jedi can do that, then uh, the end of Attack of the Clones is uh, not threatening. It is, and, I, it's and a good I'm point. like, it dude, is a good point, but come on, dude. Right? Yeah. Unless you take the unless you don't take the episode literally, because there is a kid watching what happens. Uh-huh. Could be the kid could a hundred percent, hundred percent. But that was the one like constant Force thing unleashed. where he says like that's that's why we can't consider that canon. I'm like that's a dumb reason that that. 
that show is canon to me. There's nothing that honestly, even in the second part, there's not really anything that contradicts. The only Can thing, you? the only thing that really contradicts it is the Grievous coughing stuff. Sure. Truly. Was Grievous introduced? Was Revenge of the Sith out before? No, Tartakovsky no. series was the yes, introduction. That's why I was so disappointed yeah. in three because. Tar- because freaking Grievous yes, is dope in that 100%, show. 100%. Yeah. But, oh, but I at right. least... You're I, not the only one who th- thought that. Yeah. But I at least appreciated back then when they gave some excuse of that Mace Windu had crushed his chest at the end right before Revenge of the Sith. That's awesome. But then the new Clone Wars CGI series came out and he coughs throughout that whole show and that takes place before. So yeah. it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, I am nervous that with them now coming back to finish Clone Wars that they're going to retcon that second part. That's why I'm nervous about that no longer being canon. I hope they don't, but they probably will. Right. Um, yeah, uh, Tartakovsky series was also the first introduction of Asaz Ventress. I love her so much. Neither her or Grievous are given proper introduction to the CGI show. So as far as I'm concerned, Tartakovsky's original part, first part of that series, is what, 100% canon. What show on Disney Plus or like Resistance or where Asajj Ventress can show up? Which is the show that she would show up she on? She can't. She's you mean dead by the time that era rolls around? That's right? what I mean. Like, where could she show up? Like, in, in like what era? Like, like could well, she? Well, she's she's still on Clone Wars. Okay, she's yeah. not dead yet. They no, haven't killed her yet. But it, it, the Tartakovsky series, she does die. Could she show up in, so, like, in like, so, something Han Solo-related? No. Does she not? No. Oh. Anakin beats her on the planet, but she survives. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, she can show up again live action, right? Yeah, they, there's room to do yeah. it. If she's not dead, then yeah. That's yeah. I just want her, because I think she's She has not been killed yet. She has my favorite lightsaber combo. The, the weird double. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Love her. All right. Anyway, coming for you down right I wrote fan Let's fiction go. on starwars.net about her raising an apprentice that I created. I think that's I a big like deal 11. that like people don't give Tartakovsky enough credit for. Like I you know like it wasn't just him that did that, but like the intro- his show was the introduction of a female Sith. Yeah. That should be a big deal. It's a great show. Yeah. All right, uh, so his Dark Materials is the BBC trailer for the... For the <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into this show, guys. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. This looks I really great. am. Uh, these these books deserved a more faithful adaptation than that film, and I, I'm glad that they're getting it. Even though I kind of like that film, I like it for the wrong reasons. Sure. Um, but I'm glad that they're they're giving it this second go. This looks good. This looks yeah. strong. It looks really good. We still don't have a release date for this. Um, Do we think it's this year? If they, it, it if they keep year. showing it is this year. Okay, yeah, it okay. is this year, but we don't have a, like a proper release date yet. Okay. But this looks really great. Here's the thing: because it's a joint BBC HBO production, I have a feeling it's actually going to drop in the UK first this year, and it might not drop on HBO until next year because HBO already has Watchmen lined up for the rest of this year, and yeah. I don't think they're going to drop his Dark Materials at the same time. That's True that. All right, uh, <clears throat> Titan season two, a full full trailer this time. Yeah, so you, you, the uh, the other two guys haven't seen it yet, so Sparks and I have seen it. Uh, now that we, I've accepted what the show is, I like this trailer, and and it's like they're the whole premise of the show is like, hey, we're gonna do the Titans again, but we're not gonna be as big dicks as big a dicks about it. Apparently, right. yeah, uh, I'm into it. All the other characters look great. Raven still sucks. Uh, <laughs> I am so excited for more Hawk and Dove. I'm excited for Deathstroke 100%. and and Rose Wilson. Uh, I'm all about crypto. <sighs> I hope that they do a little better job with Starfire and Beast Boy as well. Um, I feel like everyone who isn't like core Titans or Robin has been done really well on Titans, but everyone, but like Starfire, Beast Boy, and Raven suffer. Yeah. And I hope that that, that changes in this next and one. And it does seem to be focusing a lot on Dick becoming the next iteration of who he's supposed to be. So he's not going to be Batman. We know that. Uh, but he could become Nightwing at the end of the season, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go to villains next. Yeah, so uh, shout-outs to friend of the podcast, Pi. He's the person who passed this trailer along to me because it totally went under my radar. And he'd sent it along, and he's like, hey, uh, have you seen this? Because you guys should probably talk about this. And I watched it, and I'm like, oh, dang, yeah, you're right. 
This yeah. is this is awesome. I this flew right under my radar. I never heard of this. Yeah, hundred percent. I was totally gonna miss it, and I'm so glad that he brought it to our attention because this is an awesome looking trailer. I'm yeah. sure most of our listeners great. have not checked this out. Go watch the villains trailer. Yeah. Uh, this is Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice. Bill Skarsgård. Um, I forget the actress's name from It Follows. Milai Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the guest. And the guest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. Super stoked. Kira Sedgwick. What a, what a great concept. This is kind of the... It's two, just, uh, it's two, cri- it's two criminal families. Yes. Uh, this is kind of the idea of like... Uh, what what if you broke into the house of like serial killers? Yeah. Like that's kind of the the concept, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, this looks really good. I'm really excited for it this. It looks definitely super twisted, uh, and like Jeffrey Donovan. Like I have never, I didn't watch Burn Notice, so I'm not familiar with his work. I know people like Burn Notice. Have you watched? You haven't watched the Fargo series yet. I have, but I'm, I'm I watched the first. He's season. in season two. Well, that's why. So you got to watch season Damn. two because pa- he's he plays against Patrick Wilson. <sighs> All right. Too many shows, man. Hey, guys, Fargo's really great, just saying. Yeah. Hey, Burn Notice is really great. Burn Notice is really great. Maybe ran a little too long, but really great. Yeah, I, I would agree with it's that. It's cool that Jeffrey Donovan, like, he seems super charming in this, so it's he's, cool that he's getting work. Jeffrey Donovan is a super talented actor who has not gotten his due yet. Uh, he keeps, like, showing up in, like, cool places, but it never seems to kick off a major career. Cast him as a DC superhero right now. Go. Oh, I heard Jensen Eccles as Moon Knight today. I was like, I'm into that. I don't know if I can unsee him as Dean at this point. Mm, that's true. I mean, like, I, I wanted to. There was a long period where I was like, Jensen, you got to get away from Supernatural because you're you too good for this. Did you watch Haunting of Hill House? Not yet. Okay, did you watch Haunting of Hill House, Ben? Okay. The older brother who does drugs, who's like the really tall guy, yeah, yeah. everyone wants him for Mark Spector because that dude's super handsome and super talented and big. Yeah, I'd like that. That'd be great. Sorry. That's okay. Foot Brandon just tugged on my headphone cord <laughs> a little. Um, that's what she said. <sighs> wow, wow, wow. I'm trying to think of who they haven't cast in DC. Anyway. Hawkman. There's there's room for... You know what? Yeah, that's not bad. Oh, I was joking. But yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. That, that isn't bad. Yeah. Um, Hal Jordan? I don't know if it's the best call. Hal Jordan... Uh, an old Hal Jordan wouldn't be terrible for no, him. No, not at all. Honestly. I'm trying to think yeah. of like like snarky, like asshole But he, he can do a lot of things. That's what's so great about yeah. him. Martian Manhunter. No. no. he should go black. I Even, even then, like I, I just don't think that's quite the fit. I want to say... The question. I was thinking about oh. it, honestly. Actually, that'd be great. I was honestly thinking yeah, about yeah, it. There you the go. One. The question. I think he would be great as the question. You hear that, Warner Brothers? <laughs> there you go, guys. Give us a call. The question. All right, uh, let's do Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, D23 special look. So yeah, so, so we were in there, and they were talking about, you know, all, all the stuff, and they brought Billy D. D. Williams amongst the rest of the cast. Oh, People love, you, love Billy, Billy D. He was, I do he was really happy to be there. It was awesome. Um, when it got to the end of this trailer, you could hear the breath from everybody leave the theater. Like it was just <laughs> <sighs> like it, what a what a ending shot that was. It, it really threw people. I really like that lightsaber. I'm not gonna lie. That is a cool lightsaber. Uh, yeah. I'm. Listen, I, it's I, one I, of the coolest <laughs> things that I think could have been shown for this movie, and it's also one of the things that makes me so nervous for this movie. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie because it's either it's either we're committing. 100% to a change for this character that I'm on board with or it's a gimmick and I don't want the gimmick. That's the thing. I don't want the... I'm like, this is cool and I don't want a gimmick. I... I the, Listen, we could talk about speculation. I could literally talk about this for an hour. Sure, sure. Speculation they would possibly. not show us that if that was, was truly was happening. I don't think they would show us Ray going dark in the trailer if that was actually happening. Well, to me, when I saw that, it was very clearly one of the visions that Luke had. When he She's wearing Snoke's ring in it. When he's... he's wear, you know, he's... he's 
you know, Luke is Vader or yeah. Yoda in Clone Wars did the same yeah. trial. Yeah. So like, you know, same thing. Listen, oh. I've gone, th- I have, <laughs> we can go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, she's a clone of Palpatine. That there's going to be multiple clones of this. Nope. Sure, sure, sure. There's so many things you can, that you can do that I don't want to get into because we, I could, I really could talk about it for 30 minutes. Oh, I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah, we yeah, should. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we got December for that. Exactly. Uh, and we'll, we'll have seen it by then probably. Uh, no, we I, won't. Oh, oh, no. No, Just we kidding. Won't. We'll speculate more. We'll still be speculating. Uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Star Wars, so seeing this trailer, oh my god, my voice cracked like a little boy, uh, going through the entire franchise again is really sweet. It was. Like, the end of a generation, even hearing Palpatine saying, your journey comes to an end, I think he's talking about Rey. Uh, I, I'm very excited for this movie. <laughs> like, uh, Ryan, you said after we saw the trailer to all four of us together, you loved it when they redo the music. I do. I'm, I'm the same way. Every like, time they do a new movie, they, they change yeah, it up. Like every, uh, Force Awakens, I love the trailer music. Uh, Last Jedi, I love the trailer music. just gets me hyped. And even this one, I'm like, I love that. I can't mm. wait for it. Star Wars, Star Wars music, specifically the original trilogy music, is a beast all its own. Yeah, yeah. it is an art all its own. Yes, I would argue John the Williams. prequels are as well. Uh, mm. I would argue select songs from the prequels are Duel of Fates. I would not agree that the entire, the I, entirety of the prequels would right. lump didn't in. They bring out, the uh, Ewan, the original trilogy. At D twenty three, didn't they bring out Ewan McGregor to the Duel of Fates the song? Yes. Yeah, yeah that did That's happen. Cool. Do, 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 do. That was great. Yeah, I like the Which I hope means Darth Maul's in that show, but who knows? Who yeah. knows? Uh, Give like me my Sam Jackson with no arms. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the prequel music as well. Uh, I kind of feel like... Don't don't misunderstand me. Like, There's great music in the prequels. I think there's just far less like thematically beautiful pieces that, that strike a chord that exist outside of the films on their sure. own in the way that the original trilogy has. Sure. Um, one of the things that I want to touch on with this trailer, uh, only because I have OCD... I really wanted this to be one through eight and not uh, four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. But that's the, that's that's how they came. Yeah, out. I get that. I, 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 I respect no, that. I only because I uh, not not mean to attack a trailer. I'm oh, just no, saying no. I I uh, only because my OCD was like, but it's one, two, three. It, they did it generationally instead of uh-huh. order, and I I I, th- I understand. I get that too, especially yeah. when you're if you are taking this as the literal. This is the end of the story we started all that time ago. Then mm-hmm. like. Yeah, that's where it started. And seeing the twin sons and seeing and go Luke, on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then seeing the very end, yeah. seeing Ray. Like yeah. it, mm-hmm. it's 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 a forty-year journey. It's amazing. Um, C three PO's eyes are red at one point in this. Yeah, and a I'm lot like, so yo, many, what? So many people are hey guys, speculating. There's a, there's, there's a evil assassin C three PO droid in the comics. Uh huh. He looks exactly. You mean the same. uh? Yeah. What was that? Uh, triple zero. No, triple that's, zero. That's, that's the astro. It is triple zero. Oh, it is triple zero. Okay. Um, there are so many stupid theories and like guys it's he's an evil robot no it's some people are saying like oh did it could C-3? be a spy network he could yeah. be activating activating a spy network yeah uh, some people have been saying like oh did he turn to the dark side it's like he's a droid he's, he's a robot uh, abram said that c3po is more of a character in this film that he's ever been in any of the other films that worries me that's about no, get, get him in, but that's get what him he said is that he's that he's actually going to be a more present character than he's ever been allowed to be one cool. of the things that that's bugged me about the about the sequel trilogy one of the few is that the droids so the the cool thing that I think was I really appreciated is that and and I do think that this is true about pretty much every Star Wars movie since Episode Four is that um, so every Star Wars movie yeah every Star Wars movie except for the very first one oh, okay got it uh, since except for the very original film um, the group that you're following are together they are not separated on different adventures they are traveling together it is a it is a team story it is about them as a group. Rarely are they on separate paths. That's good. Um, I like that. You know, it's not about like you know. Oh, I'm on this planet while they're on this planet while they're on that. They are together. 
I like that. Um, and, I, and that hasn't happened a lot in Star Wars. And yeah, so true. I like that that's part of the focus. And that's one of the reasons why I believe that not just C-3PO, but everybody, but like he wanted to give special mention. Like, you know, C-3PO is an important part of this group. They are getting their due, which is something we've talked about in the past Abrams. Uh, sorry, Force Awakens and, and Last Jedi both suffer from like kind of relegating C-3PO and R2-D2 and even Chewbacca to like, you're there, the background. but you're there because yeah. you're not there for anything of value. And I think yeah. in this one that might change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that. I appreciate this idea of like, we are a team going through this adventure. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of my th- my thing. One of the reasons why I like Endgame is that Steve and Tony are together for the most of the movie. Uh-huh. You know, I, I like that. You know, we don't see that often. I'm, I'm right, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that we're going to have our group that we're following, and they're all going through this beat by beat. There's a lot of really great shots. I mean, it's Star Wars. Like, all the movies look great. Uh, the shot with the fleet from the, the classic Empire Incredible. Oh, yeah. so, so there's something in the extended universe called battle meditation that the Emperor uses, and he has the ability to basically command all his fleets at once, basically like a hive mind, and I think that's what's happening in that scene because I think that's super cool. Oh, I, I, uh, I think it's the, the fleet that Thrawn... You think Thrawn's in it? I think I think it's the fleet that Thrawn started in the Unknown Regions. Mm. And they're coming back. And they're coming yeah. back it could be yeah. a combination of both. Yeah. I just, Who knows, guys? It's going to be nuts. Yeah. I just I can't stop speculating. I, I, we can't do this. I have to say, what I saw, I was not disappointed. Yeah. I, I Considering was, half more than two-thirds of it was old footage. Well, not just that. I'm talking <laughs> about all the new stuff. 17 seconds of it. I don't yeah, care. That's, that's, I liked no, all kidding, the stuff I, I saw. But that's Same. the thing. One of the things I appreciated was, you know, the first trailer was like, oh, you know, Look, it's Star Wars. I'm going to see it. I'm probably going to like it. But it's not going in the direction that Last Jedi started that I want to see continue. But even Abrams t- this week said, you know, uh, The Last Jedi didn't derail any of my plans. I'm still, the plan has always been the same. Uh, he didn't have a plan. But he didn't have a plan. But I like the idea that he acknowledges that The Last Jedi is important to the story. And that's the first time anyone's done be. that. It should sure. be. Uh, I, I stand by that. That what is appealing to me, like th- when you do get to the footage for this movie, the first shot is the group. Yeah, I like the implication that this is going to be about them together. Yeah, uh, it it just I I know I'm kind of reiterating myself, but that I think back on previous Star Wars films, and it's, it's so often are they sent on these separate things. All of them, and are then basically. they regroup together. Except for the first one, yeah. All, near, yeah, all of them in some way do this, and and I'm really glad that this is one where it's like. Here we go. Here's your guys on an adventure, and you're following them, and you're not really going to break away much. Yeah. You know, there's no one to break away to because they're all together. Yeah, I'm happy for that. Uh, my final th- thoughts on this are: uh, at first, I was kind of hoping, especially after Last Jedi, I was really hoping they would go in a new direction. Uh, but now that we are at the end of the saga of the Skywalker saga, I am feeling a little better about the Emperor returning and it kind of being a full circle thing because that's kind of what Star Wars has always been about. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm 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 feeling real good about this movie. Give me my Hayden Christensen Force Ghost. Me, dude. Too. Ev- I'm okay with that. Yeah, I definitely I think we're gonna get a shit ton of original stuff. So much from prequels, from original. I think we're gonna get almost overloaded, but in a good we way. We did hear Vader's breathing again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm exactly. happy to see that Vader's mask makes a return. Yeah. Yeah. I I was talking to uh, people. Not even like people I know, like strangers in a line after the the trailer footage had been shown, and we were in a line for something else. And they were saying like, uh, "Do you think Hayden Christensen's Force Ghost will appear?" And I'm like, "Look, 
what I'd love more than anything is that when Ben Kylo is calling out to him, it's forcing the Darth Vader part to appear because that's who he's calling to. And Anakin actually doesn't want that. And he's like, you can't, don't call to this side of me. I don't want to show up as this. That's going to be the best revelation where he's like, I'm choosing the Darth Vader side. And then Anakin shows up and is like, it's the wrong side. I killed the Emperor, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that is definitely in the And that, that's like, it's, it's him calling to Darth Vader specifically, not yeah. Anakin Skywalker. That's making the Darth Vader part it's like, show it's up. It's straight to like, voicemail. That's Incredible! Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Do it, please. Um, please. Terminator: Dark Fate released a trailer unexpectedly this week. Yeah. Well, it's the anniversary of Judgment Day. It's funny because Ryan and I, when we were at Ready or Not, I was like, "This movie's coming out soon, right? Shouldn't there be another trailer by now?" Because we were seeing the and same old literally one. Like the next and day. then literally the next day was was the new trailer <laughs> dropped, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like this trailer a lot, actually. So I like this trailer a lot, but I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't know what the plot of this movie I'll is, tell so you, I'm having a hard time being invested. From what I understand, I don't know how she gets involved, but that the new girl who is the new Sarah Connor might be giving birth to the new John Connor, and she just has to be there protected. I, after this trailer, I don't think Arnold and Sarah Connor are in it as much as we think. I think they are going to be either like a first part of the movie or last part of the movie I, crutch. I 100% think Sarah Connor is in all of this movie. Yeah? yeah. Because I wouldn't be surprised if she dies. Because that's the... Well, I wouldn't be surprised that either, but I still think she's in the majority of the film. Yeah, I, because I, I hope so. the whole reason why James Cameron asked her back was that she was going to have a role. I hope so. I just I I, th- I do think yeah. Arnold's only in like the last third. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Arnold's in much of the movie. I think you're right about that, but I do think Linda Hamilton. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. No, remember when we we first saw this trailer and I said I was kind of done with the Terminator movies? Yeah, this one I kind of want to see. It looks like, besides all the Terminator stuff, it does. It looks like a really fun action movie. And the that's action, why it, yeah, it's the Deadpool director knows how to do great action. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. would, and I'm interested. And also, I mean, the mythology, that scene where that Terminator was like splitting into other Terminators. I'm like, that's that is cool. That's pretty sweet. I have a theory about John Connor, and I really hope I'm right because I think it would be so cool. Is if because Judgment Day didn't happen when it was supposed to, John Connor like died in a car crash. Uh, we know Edward Furlong is in this movie, though. I know, but I'm saying like we could t- see a flashback. Uh, I-, I would, I'd be really into the idea that John Connor is dead, but from a from a mundane thing, like a yeah, Terminator yeah. didn't get him, but it was just mm-hmm. because Judgment Day didn't happen, he just died. Right. That I'd, would be cool. I'd be really into that. <clears throat> I, knowing that Edward Furlong's in the movie makes me think that he's just like a burnout and like he didn't need to be the hero anymore, and he'll be in it for like a cameo. I hope you're right, uh, but I. Don't think that's the direction they're going. Probably not. Yeah. When am I ever right? <laughs> I mean, that's what I. That's I think that's what we wanted with like Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. Like, yeah. This like, yeah, she passed in her sleep. She was old. <laughs> like, happens. Yeah. Like, but she's she's just in the movie, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Terminator though. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that. Yo, man, the scene where she has like the chain and she slashes him like a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, that's cool. It's th- it, the action looks sick. It looks yeah, really cool. It looks like it's a fun action movie, and the, that's why I would like. The irony on me was not lost that she was using a chain to slice up the Ghost Rider. <laughs> It's now not yeah. on me anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Probably the biggest trailer that came out this week. Joker. Not Star Wars? Oh, Joker. <gasps> like this oh, yeah. trailer. Well, I mean, I th- uh, Star Wars is probably bigger, but Joker is getting a lot of attention right now. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, I think uh, we're mostly pretty positive on this one. I know Ryan is very excited for this. Yeah, movie. man. I I love movies, and this looks like a good movie. <laughs> um, my only thing is, and I'll get this out right right uh, right away. Um, and I got to be very careful because uh, so let me finish what I'm about to say. I know what you're going to say. Um, I am not interested in a story that sympathizes the Joker, that makes him into a sympathetic figure. Um, that said, I have read those stories, and I have enjoyed those stories, so I'm not opposed to, I'm not going and being like, oh, this is going to be horrible. Uh, I, am just, I, I just don't think that 
you should humanize the Joker. Uh, I don't think that I don't think that is something an avenue that you should go down. However, it is entirely likely because this movie is getting rave reviews that I will really like this movie. I'm not opposed to that idea. I'll I'll counter that with I think you can humanize a Joker. Like I think they're doing their own thing, and I feel that, and I and I feel like done right, it's fine. Sure. Um, I I agree with you. Like if I think of main comics Joker, that's not one I want humanized. I don't want him to be sympathetic that much. Mm-hmm. But but this this I feel is okay. So then my other thing was like if you strip away what makes the Joker because I don't I still don't see the Joker in this movie. I see a guy dressed as a clown, but I don't see the Joker. The Joker I know. Like how far how far away do you how far how, how much do you strip away before you just create a new character? Well, one we haven't seen the movie because they're not going to reveal his all of his plans. Uh, clearly, there's chaos happening that he ensues in this movie. Um, this is a very ground level. There's not a Batman. It's just like it, what if a dude went crazy and became a killer clown? Yeah, like I, that's I, like I'm take, I, like I'm not even looking at this as a Joker movie. This is another movie about a guy who has a, who has one bad day. Yeah, and that's the Joker. Yeah, uh, I, I I am thinking of it that way too. This is a, going to be a different take, and I and I, it's it's kind of fine because like what are you what are you violating that's core to the character? The character doesn't even have a real name. Yeah, you know, like multiple it, choice. It, baby. There's, there's so much avenue. Like this is a character you can take so much liberty with. It it almost doesn't bother me. I'll tell you what does worry about me about the humanizing thing, and it didn't happen until this week when I watched this trailer, and I went, "Oh no, I don't want to feel this way. I really want to see this movie. I'm super excited. I think it's going to be great. I am super nervous about the humanizing aspect, and it's because somebody went to shoot up a theater over the Dark Knight interpretation of the Joker." I am nervous that this interpretation is far too I, uh, able to be idolized in yeah. today's modern society, and that does make me nervous. Quick yes. anecdote on that. <clears throat> um, Diane Cates, Lord and Savior, he tweeted that... Um, the he one noticed me. Yeah, I know. That, was, that, <laughs> that made your day, didn't it? Yeah, but he tweeted recently that the only thing about Joker that he's not looking forward to are the bunch of cosplayers who are going to be walking around acting in character all day long. That's been Deadpool for 10 and, years. And, I mean, I know like, that's and, that's, dead- and that's an aspect that's like, I know. Ooh. I mean, right. I know that's Deadpool. That's been Deadpool for 10 years, but going to what Sparks is saying, that guy in Aurora, um, Colorado, was saying that he was the Joker. Which yeah, and I don't want to I don't want to get too specific on like the things that have been happening lately or then, uh, but there is an amount that I do get nervous about that because I think you're a little bit right about just that humanizing aspect. There's, there's something happening in our society in America right now that does make this a little dangerously appealing, yeah. I think, to some people. And I mean, like, you can question how responsible the film is for that or whatever. That's a whole other debate we don't need to get into. Yeah. It, it does, I just suddenly, watching this trailer, suddenly got, I am nervous that this is going to happen. Yeah. I am nervous that there is someone who's going to take this too far. I, I was I was too, <clears> and <throat> you know, like you said, it is another debate entirely if it's the movie. And I think it's going to be a great film, and I don't one hundred percent blame it for that. I don't I don't blame it for a lot. I blame more yeah. situations in our country for that. It's the that, situation in America. It's not the movie's fault. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, but it does. I am just nervous. No, I get about it. where that that line. I've might. seen uh, the conversation's been online a lot, <clears> and it's <throat> it's valid. Uh, this isn't the first movie like this to ever come out, but it's uh, because no. it's the Joker. Uh, people are really heightened on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's um, there's so many movies that come out that are like this that are indie or yeah. or falling down with Michael. This with is Michael Douglas. This is a similar thing about how like when Suicide Squad came out, we talked about how like way too many people were looking at Joker and Harley as uh, your ideal romance yes, situation. Yes, but yes. this is a different kind of version of that, and uh, I'm just 
it's not really like it's not on the movie or anything. It just I'm I'm so uh, hoping that there's something in here that can like kind of demonize it by the yeah. end of the film. And that's the thing. I, I hope that that aspect is present. I need I need the film. As a fan of DC Comics, as a fan of the Joker, uh, I need the film to tell me that this is not a good man. Like, this was the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. But if the film is going to idolize the Joker, I worry about that as well. The first trailer, maybe. The second trailer did not give me that. Oh, see, the second trailer hardcore gave me that. No, because he always have negative thoughts, which means he's. I think he's always going to be a bad guy, and it just but took, you see it took him, this like, abuse. You see him get the girl. You see him be abused, so he's so he's sticking it to the man. Yes, regular like, people with issues also do that stuff, too, and then they have bad bad days. No, but I'm, ta- I'm just saying, like, you know, you look at... <laughs> it's fine. Um, I promise. It, I'm. I'm. I'm just trying to have a civil conversation, just about. Um, um, about no, for sure. I. I think that there's a vibe in this trailer that just suddenly it. It peaks something that maybe. It's a because we live in 2019 America. If if we were in 1979 Chicago or something like this is just another movie. This is another like a Dirty Harry. Yeah, movie. yeah, for sure. Like I'm, again, I'm not hanging the hat on the film no, necessarily, but it did. I hope that there's something in the film that can that can counter to the to the argument of the character that that can be some kind of thing where if you were someone who would be a person who's inclined to idolize this type of character as you're watching him something in the movie to pull you away from that as well i hope that there is some piece of the movie that's like that we don't know yet yeah i'm just i'm hopeful that there is i hope that 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 whoever that would be would be watching it and be like oh yeah i get it i vibe with that and then be like oh yeah no that that's wrong i see it I I, hope I, that I personally don't think the movie would be getting as good reviews if if they for if sure they, you know for sure if they felt that this was like bad for society. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. When's it come out? October fourth. Fourth. October fourth. Just uh, there for Halloween, baby. All right, then let's get into our main topic. Let's get dark. All right, then for our main topic, uh, we have uh, Ben and I for the first time, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, have watched The Dark Crystal. I figure a good time to talk about the Dark Crystal movie is. The same weekend that the TV show drops. Yes. Yeah. Um, Just came out, baby. Uh, I mean, like, we don't need to be, like, uh, vague about it either. Uh, we also did this because Ryan, Ben, and I are about to embark on the adventure of the show yes. for Fake Nerds Watch. Yep. Uh, so we wanted to revisit the film, and this seemed like a good, like, hey, guys, we're going to talk about the movie, then go listen to us talk about the show on Fake Nerds Watch. Um, Much like uh, the Netflix show is a prequel to the movie we watched, this is a prequel to Fake Nerds Watch. Excellent. Wow, it's just I love the worlds synergy. collide, baby. It's yeah. all coming together. When yeah. was the last time you saw this movie, Ryan? Uh, over 15 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say close to 20 for me. Yeah. I was definitely youngin'. Yeah. I definitely did remember half this movie. Um, this I is still, I'm a fan of puppets. Yeah. Either you are or you aren't. And I'm a fan of puppets. Pretty much anything made by Jim Henson, I'm yeah. a fan of. Yeah. Uh, I still, uh, I, I love this era. Like, I love this in Labyrinth. And rewatching it again, could, I'm like, I like it. I couldn't tell you, I mean, I can. Um, I think that what it is, is I never owned this on home video. Okay. So I wasn't, like, rewatching this. Yeah. I just saw it maybe once or twice on television. And, like, I liked it, but I never got the, like, massive appeal where I wanted to go back to it so bad I, I bought it on home video. I would more often, like, I'm in the mood for that kind of thing. I'm going to go to the Muppets or, or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't me saying it's bad. This is just I don't have that kind of uh, affinity for it. Um, rewatching it was, was an experience. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it, 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 you brought up, Brandon, that it's very paced to its time, and that's very true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of films back <clears throat> then were paced the same way. Yeah. Uh, but it's, man, I still think pup- it's really pup- good. Puppeteers and practicals really hold up. 
Yeah, they did. 30 years later, 40, nearly 40 years later. Not just that, later. but like, I forgot how adult this movie was for being a kid's movie. Like, yeah. introducing the concepts of death and stuff like that. Like, just straight up saying, I'm dying, good luck. Uh-huh. And I'm like... Jesus Christ, like, kids watching this in 1982, like, they didn't have PG-13 back then. This might have been PG-13. Maybe, maybe we'll be in the next life, but not again in this one. Yeah, that's, that's that is yeah. messed up. And then he Yoda's away. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good line. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, I've never seen this film. Okay. Uh, I always got it confused with Labyrinth. Sure. Um, just because uh, Jim Puppets. As the aesthetics are similar. Yeah. Um, One's missing David Bowie's huge bulge, though. So. <laughs> One's missing living people. Yeah. I, uh... I don't know, guys. <laughs> I'm not sure if I like this one. Uh, I did. I, I guess I did, but I. I, I don't know. I'm kind of sitting on this weird in this weird place, having no, having not grown up with this film. Sure. Uh, having not seen it, probably at the time that I would have appreciated it, like Neverending Story. I often, I often feel like if you watch Neverending Story as an adult, probably not going to like it as much as you see it. When I you feel like I'm if in you're the, watching it for the first. I time. I feel like I'm in the minority where like I can appreciate any movie no matter what time it came out, and because I know it came out in 1980s, it's going to be like that. I don't personally, this is just me, of course. Like, if I didn't see this movie, I still would feel the same the same feeling I do because it's about puppets and it's talking about death at a young age for children, and we don't get a lot of movies like this. Sure. Uh, so for well, me, yeah, I, uh, not, I'm Especially I'm not it. anymore because kids' movies have evolved into a, into a different type of art form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Less puppets. A lot, lot, of ki- lot of kids' movies at this era were doing the same thing. A lot darker than you'd remember as you were a kid. Hell yeah. This is like, uh, it's very much a Terry... Terry Gilliam film. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but done through the lens of Jim Time Henson. Bandits. Yeah, it's very much in that that vein. Oh, Time Bandits is another uh, one. Even seen. Brazil, like the, oh, the, the I love Brazil. it's like it's it's a kid's version of the darker things that he was exploring at that time this, in the film. This is the traditional like I said when we were watching the movie like the Joseph Campbell hero uh, hero's quest. For like, sure. Like star it's a Star Wars thing of like a, a kid is chosen to defeat the big evil. He goes on an adventure. Yeah. Uh it's the it's the premise for millions of countless stories yeah uh and this one was that and it's like it's not like there's not a lot of twists or turns really uh no, but like, just, there's just awesome puppeteering it's truly excellent uh uh environments like uh, uh i love like the creepy uh, uh crab monsters the crab uh like the skeksis uh, yeah, yeah. army i think all the puppetry is great i love the design of the skeksis the, the guy is just is just top ten characters, baby. What a stupid thing I oh, love. He, every I, time oh, he man. was on screen, he always go. He's just a schemer. Or whatever he would do, or how how do he do, do, does it? Oh man, this it's a race of star screams. Yeah, it's a it bunch of a, like cowardly, like we'll stab you in the back, but yeah. not looking you in the eyes. Even like, when great. the the emperor dies at the beginning of the movie, he crumbles like Starscream <laughs> does in the tra- the original Transformers like, film. I'm not dead yet. And then he he crumbles after he dies, and then mas- the master like Ryan, you said Yoda's away because he fades and fades away. Like watching this for the first time, like even Labyrinth, and I really enjoy Labyrinth. I've seen, I have, I didn't grow up with Labyrinth. The only Jim Henson properties I grew up with were Muppet Babies and Fraggle Rock. Oh, Muppet Babies! Yeah, that, that was one of my favorite shows. I love when they parody Star Wars. Different tangent, but this one I could see why a lot of people have it. There's a niche love for this. The same with Labyrinth, um, and a lot of pro- probably a lot of other Jim Henson properties as well that I don't. Um, his more fantastical like. Storytellers, that's a great TV show. Yeah, like for this show, or yep. not this show, for this movie, I'm like, I have, I can see why people love it. I'm like, on the fence, it's like, man, this movie's really great. Yeah, that sounds like, man, this movie's kind of dumb. Well, I feel I like say, I don't, I I, I, dumb. it's, it's I not say, dumb, but it's like, it's, it's not simple. It is no dumber than any it, movie. Okay, so I would say dumb was the wrong word to say. Simple. It, it's not that good. 
I, I don't know if there are parts. <laughs> you can think that. That's totally fine. There are parts of it that I really like. Like, I love the puppetry. I love the effects. I love the the fantasticness of that's not a word but yeah he, I, no, he, he went for a thing yeah i love the aesthetic i love the like you are in a fantasy world the castle the way the castle's designed i think it's glorious the skexies you can tell they're evil the the wizards the the mystics how they're um somber and very they, you could tell it's like oh this is wise the things <clears> that jim henson were able to yeah. achieve with puppetry uh you just look at the landscape of this place is mm-hmm. incredible so what's a what's such a big deal about this movie is this movie is entirely puppets. There yeah. are no people. Well, there's people running. No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, like, there are no uh, every. Even when there are people, the people are controlling puppets. No, like, I know. there's no living characters for you to see in frame. Mm-hmm. They're all puppets, um, and that is th- that is what sets this film so far apart from a lot of the other projects. This is the film that did that, uh, and it's 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 kind of a unique experiment in that way. Um, because that hadn't been done prior to this point. Yeah. It hasn't really been done since that point. Yeah, like yeah. The, the puppetry in this film is phenomenal. I I really I really dig. I'm like, and, man, this is and, great. And to to counter, like, you're right. The slow pace is part of the time period, but it's also part of the puppeteering. Like, they have to they have to work around each other. Oh, yeah. They're like full body puppeteers yeah. for all of these characters, and I they have to a, move so around the room of, with each there's other. There's a lot of long shots of characters uh-huh. just walking yeah, yeah. really impressive stuff man. i think the scene that i was i almost checked out was the dinner scene with the skixies yeah i will agree that last a long time that it was like okay and then finally like i won't feel like ha- five minutes into the scene that's when the plot starts to pick up a little bit they spend a lot of time i will yeah. say uh to counter myself that scene did last a long time but seeing the way that all these puppets eat is hilarious it is they shove it in their mouth and it just half of it falls out well they also have super they funny. have their utensils on their fingers i think yeah. that's really genius that's awesome but one of the things that that this movie captivates me is the lore of the world mm-hmm. like even the beginning it's like standard um fantasy oh we're gonna give you a whole bunch of exposition right in the beginning I but i mind. love how there's yeah. always t- there there's like there's 10 skick there's only there used to be thousands now there are only 10 go to the mystics there used yeah. to be thousands that's a great now that's a cool thing 10. like uh-huh both of these, like the world, the universe is basically like ending almost. Yeah, yeah, they're winding down. They're winding down. So each of them, like, are fighting to make for their, their conjunction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the the, pre- the show is a prequel to show all how we got here. Uh-huh. Uh, how that crystal broke. Uh, but what's the the ge- 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 gecklings? What are they called? Gieflings. Gieflings. Gelflings. Gelflings. Yeah. So our uh, what did you say? They're like elves and deer, or whatever. They're like oh. if elves did deers. <laughs> children. Elves did deer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh. Besides, like, you know, uh, maybe some slow pacing, uh, like, it is a very simple script. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can get over the simple script because of all the amazing visuals of I it. I think I, I'm able to as well. I, like, just, like, what I'm seeing on screen just trumps everything I'm hearing. Like, yeah. the scene where um, Kara and, um, what's his name? The, d- oh. the, the protagonist. I forget already. I forgot his oh, name. Oh, a cat on the couch. Yeah, it scared me for a second too. Um, yeah. The main main character. Yeah, yeah when when the when um, Kara and the main character show up, and they're like touching hands and they're seeing the all the cool like the oh mind, the Vulcan mind meld. Yeah, the mind yeah, yeah, meld yeah. thing. I was like, seeing all that on screen. I was like, wow, this is for the eighties. This is actually very well done. And everything is puppets. Mm-hmm. Everything is puppets. I mean, yeah, you could tell it's puppets. And but they're all real sets. Like, yeah, they're, they're, there's like so much love and craft that, got, that went into those. Yeah, but then even what I'm trying to listen to is like, as someone who went to school for sound i'm like okay this sound editing is god awful but i could forgive that because what i'm looking at on screen mm-hmm. and it's very fantastical uh i think part of what works against this, against this film too is this is uh you know jim henson doing this and and uh, properly him and his company and this is really their only project that isn't 
overtly comedic in tone. There are some funny moments or funny things, but it is not a, a, a and funny movie. I would movie. argue, because they made Labyrinth after this movie, I would uh-huh. argue that Labyrinth is an easier movie to make because you're dealing with more people than puppets. It yeah. is, and there's there's an innate humor. So they humor. started hard. There's an innate humor that comes just from having a living person next to a puppet. Yeah. Uh-huh. There is a humor that comes from that, and they lean into that all the time in Henson Properties. Like, even that's, their, that's their bread and butter. Brandon, would you agree that, uh, almost like, this is almost like a Lion King situation where because it's all of these puppets and like the dialogue isn't super great, and like, even though it's cool puppets, like it, they're not emoting like humans. Like it kind of takes you out of it. Yeah, maybe? It, it does. It does create a problem, um, a similar problem that the Muppets also have. I think the Muppets hide it a little bit better. Um, when you're only with these characters, the way they emote uh, is all in their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost like their voice acting. And, that's, and that's, that's kind of what I'm saying is that like there is a cha- a higher challenge to deliver this story because they are not allowed to rely on comedy for it. They are not allowed to rely on comedy to break the tension, even like the awkward tension of the fact that reminding you that they can do silly things because they are puppets. They are trying to be very sincere. They are just happen to be made of puppets. Uh, and they treat this like like a high fantasy, like not comedy, but just it's puppets instead of humans. They treat yeah. it like it's a a film created live action or animation. It just happens to be puppets being the players, but yeah. it is a sincere fantasy story. And right. again, like. Like when the first things that happens is like, oh, my master's dying, and I'm, and he's like, and the line that you said earlier, like, oh, maybe I'll see you again in uh-huh. the afterlife, but not right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's traumatizing. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I can, I realize people. Yeah. I never, trauma I never movie. as a kid understood that the master and the emperor died at the same time because they were connected. Yeah, I didn't either, but I finally made the connection when um the protagonist. I'm just gonna start calling the protagonist. I forgot his name. Pete. When, when the protagonist stabs the um the the one um Skeksy who was banished in the hand and the mystics walks away and he noticed his hand is bleeding and that's like oh they're all connected because mm-hmm. i didn't make that connection when i first saw that the emperor crumble and then the master fade away i didn't no, I, make did, that. I didn't either i thought that was just and, symbolism and of course the uh jen by the way is the name of the jen, jen. thank you there you go thank you and then jen, and of course the i the nail was driven in the coffin when the Skeksy fell into the fire and that one mystic was burst into flame and yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. well there goes bob that's cool stuff i mean it is cool stuff but it's like oh it's if you didn't get it before now it's also, like they're connected for being a kids movie it doesn't just shove it in your face you have and to figure right. it out yourself you're actually absolutely i, I love right. that don't I, spoon feed me i like but it too again that's like that's that is the era like kids movies of that era did not do that yeah, like, like that was that's a more recent thing yeah like another it. scene that i i actually thought was gonna go one way and went a different way i actually like how it went that way was the beginning after the emperor dies and they're trying to pick mm. who the next em- yeah they're trying to pick who the next emperor is and then they say trial by stone yeah i'm like what is this we gotta break I see, stone. no i see two swords rise up i'm like oh shit they gotta have a sword fight this is great mm-hmm. why are they gonna tell why are they calling trial by stone that's dumb they cross swords i'm thinking no it's gonna be this cool puppet sword fight no they're just gonna try and whack a sword under yeah, a stone test of strength and i'm like oh i'm that's, stronger that's actually pretty cool that's neat that's yeah. a, a neat way of taking yeah, something it's almost like sword in the stone kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah uh Puppet sword fights aren't that cool. Obviously, they're not going <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, no. I think Muppet Treasure Island is probably the, the, the best version of that, and the version of that is to have Kermit the Frog swinging a sword ah! around uh, like crazy and being like, <laughs> what's the matter? Are you scared of me? And Tim Curry to knock it out of his head. He's like, mm, mm, slippery fingers. <laughs> I'm a frog. Frog Be- hands. Best frog hands. <laughs> I, I need to see that movie. Muppet Treasure Island is fantastic. I'm so sad you haven't seen it yet. You know I haven't seen it. Man, that's know, a class. I know what we're doing time. tonight. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> do you know how much other shit we need to do Fake tonight? Fake nerd commentary. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I, I rather I rather watch Muppet Treasure Island without a commentary. I want to be engrossed in that thing. Yeah, yeah that's do. a good movie. Oh, that's a good movie. The movie we're gonna commentary next. That's the movie I don't care if we talk over. Whenever that let's happens, a, let's a go. All right. Yeah, it's good. It's good movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are I, there positives, Brandon? Because I know you haven't really said much. Oh, I, I mean, I'm still digesting the film. Uh, oh, okay. I, hey, uh, honestly, I, I, I haven't disagreed with anything you guys have said. So the whole thing's called the conjunction. Uh, does anyone want to hear the definition that really makes that land? Sure. Conjunction, okay. conjunction, what's my uh, The action or an instance of two or more events or things occurring at the same point in time or space. Yeah, that oh, makes okay. that's yeah. three yeah. suns are aligning. <clears throat> yeah. The two uh, separate beings are coming together. Oh, yeah. Piccolo and Kami, uh, if you will. Yo, that f- the, the scene where they fused, that was actually a pretty cool scene. And they like, all turn into Uwatu? Yeah, or I the think... The ring wraiths? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uwatu, the ring wraiths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like uh, anything I would say is is just would echo what you guys are saying. The puppetry is fantastic, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I noticed in the beginning is that you know the puppets, the designs are incredible too. To give yes, them, to give them life, to give puppets life uh, is so difficult. And yeah, while while a lot of them don't emote very well, in that first scene when they're just standing there, like they're they're kind of sh- some of them are shaking, some of them have. Some of them ha- are moving their lips, like they they have little twitches, yeah, and it, it gives it a sense of life that you yes. that, of just like not just standing uh, there. I agree. There's one shot that's on a Skeksis, and like the bottom left eyelid is just moving slightly just up twitches. and down, just twitching a little. Yeah. So I I actually think that the the Gelflings they are the hardest to like see much expression in. Yeah. The the they're and I think this is also part of the flaw. They're too human looking. Yeah. Uh, they they went for too close to human being in the emotion scale. It's easier to see these more elaborate and bizarre creations be emotive because you don't know what that's supposed to look like. Right. Um, Agura, Ogura. Uh, oh, the, the planetarium lady. Yeah, yeah. Frank she Oz. she emotes incredibly. Yeah, she's got she's oh, got yeah. full eyebrow range. Oh, yeah. uh, her snout moves in and she's out. She's got real hands. Yeah. Uh, incredible emotions like that that works so well and it's like it's humanoid but it's not really human the gelflings are are like in this weird nebulous space they're not given that full ability their eyebrows don't move yeah the they way have that the they... least amount of uh, range yes yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. Interesting. and that's and i think character. that's what and that's what i think makes it so hard to see them as Which, very emotive but the others i think are very they have so many layers like the twitch that we talked so, about and all that uh, i think the skexis actually the works netflix pretty well. show yeah. anya taylor joy and joe Carey from stranger mm-hmm. things are the leads yeah so they might i hope we saw the trailer I think the puppets are much better than they used to be, but uh, we've we come have, a long way. And, and those actors are both great, so like at least uh, we can have good every, actors. Yeah. Uh, if this is anything like the puppets that they brought to Christine McConnell's show on oh, Netflix, hell yeah. oh, all of those man. had full emotive yeah. range of expression. The cat, uh, its eyes moved, uh, the mm-hmm. the lids moved around. It, the eyebrows were very expressive. The big werewolf guy, the man. raccoon, and the werewolf man also had yeah. full range of their expressive emotions. Yeah. We watched the trailer for for the show, and like it, it, they gave it the budget. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Especially for a revival of a old 1980s niche movie that not a lot of people would know and about. And you know what? They made a video game. Uh, niche. Oh, niche. niche. I keep saying niche. They I made a niche. Dark Crystal Chasm. Age of Resistance tactics game, and it's like Final Fantasy Tactics, but, yeah, it's, yeah. but it's Dark Crystal. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I, it's I, coming back. I'm, I, I still like this movie. Like I, I hadn't revisited it in a lot of years. I still do think it's really cool. It is very experimental. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah. They were experimenting with a lot of things they hadn't done in puppeteering yet. They were experimenting with the fact that they were making a movie entirely based around puppets. 
uh, that that hadn't been done, and you can feel a lot of like growth in what they were trying to accomplish. And Absolutely. I I think for the most part they succeed. It is a very simple fantasy story, but it was also never trying to be anything more than that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel you. I, I never feel like it's overreaching and uh, and being unsuccessful. It's always yeah. sincere, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's never trying. It's go. not overstepping yeah. its boundaries. It's like this is the story we're telling. It's about puppets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I still enjoyed it. I I was scared I was gonna hate this movie, but uh, after seeing what I what I saw, I was like, this I got a feeling that we're gonna get a lot more of this. Like the I think this is what the show is gonna feel like. So yeah. I hopefully you would like this because you're gonna about yeah. to watch ten hours of it. I know. <laughs> Well, I think you know the show will probably have uh, quicker pacing because that you know the storytelling of today yeah. uh, mm-hmm. is just quick and also just how pace. they know how to move around puppets is is yeah. better yeah. too. Yeah, I, I think the 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 experiment worked, uh, and it has only improved. Yeah, uh, I think the Dark Crystal is. A, I think you can make a weirdly you can make an interesting uh, you can make an interesting line from the Dark Crystal to the Dark Crystal. Yeah, where you can just be like, here's where the experiment started. And now here's where we are with that yeah, experiment. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so glad that, like, it, I, I mean, I guess it's on, like, I, Netflix is fine. We have opinions about Netflix, but, like, I'm glad Netflix decided, like, hey, we're going to give you the money you need to make yeah. this puppet-ass show. Yeah, I'm, I'm always going to be happy to see the Jim Henson Company really given the tools to build something. Because they did Happy Time Murders, creative. and that was a the failure Jim, on the every Jim part. The Jim Henson Company did not do Happy Time Murders. Brian Henson did. Thank you. Somebody part of the Henson family did it still. Yeah, but the Jim the Jim Henson company, they know what they're doing with these puppeteers. Yeah. That's something I forgot. Hey guys, one more little bit Muppets. from D twenty three. Muppets. Muppets now. We talked um, about it a little bit. Yes, you guys did. You did not get to see the video I saw. No. Um it it was a, a whole bit where Kermit the Frog is coming out. And uh mind you, this is how sold I am. This is a new uh guy playing Kermit the Frog, which is very hard for Yay. me to adjust to. Um, and I haven't fully done it yet. I think now I'm sold. Uh, so what it is is he wants to present this whole thing for us, and he was about to introduce celebrity guests, and then the weasel lawyer comes out and says, uh, no, you can't do that. That would be a behind-the-scenes look, and it's like, uh, okay, well, I just, uh, how about we set up what the concept of the show is? That would be a teaser. You are only allowed to give them this simple announcement. <laughs> and and it's just this weasel who's going about landing bad pun frog jokes on Kermit and then laughing obnoxiously and loud to an audience that doesn't exist uh, and not let and like just talking over Kermit and not letting Kermit do anything he wants to. This feels very much in the vibe of what Muppets is is when it's at its best. So I'm very hopeful this is the vibe the show is going for. I'm very excited. I want to watch it. a good Muppet show. Yeah, I'm so very excited I. for it. Um, anyway, 30, yeah, props to the Henson Company. 30 grams of fat? It's water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's a good joke. It is. That's from the Muppets ABC series. Like, that well, that really? show is not overall terrible. I watched the first episode. Yeah. You should watch some of the like later episodes because they were really good. Real solid. Uh, uh, the bear? The bear is an incredible character. Oh, uh, another thing. Incredible thing. I was not in the room for this, but I have seen the video on YouTube. You can find it. The Haunted Mansion 50th panel. They did a whole celebration about it. They had a very special guest come out and read the ghost host uh, lines for the panel. Was Would anyone like to take a guess? I will give you a hint. Eddie Murphy. It was a Muppet. Oh. Ker- uh, no. It wasn't Del Toro then. Kermit? No. No. Um, Animal. No. <laughs> I have no idea. Let's tell us. Deadly. No, the Muppet funny. Deadly, who's uh, the, the one of the ghouls who uh, helps Chris Cooper in the Muppet film. Which oh, Ziglone. okay, got That's it. That's Deadly. So he came out and I he didn't was know like, his name. welcome, everyone. I'll be your go. You can watch this on YouTube. It's incredible. Friend of the podcast, John Radley, shared this with me. He's a huge Jim Henson hell, fan. Hell yeah. uh, 
that was an incredible moment of D23. You should absolutely watch it. It's very cool. Um, yeah, the Muppets had had good play at D23, to be honest with you. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm Puppets glad that for life, baby. I think that they're finally putting some real support into them. That's good. So anyway, Henson stuff is great. Dark Crystal's awesome. There you go, folks. Bing yeah, bong applesauce. I, mean, I don't really have any more to add. Or we think I'm, we're all good. good. We'll say more when we watch the show. Yeah, the show's, come out, the show's out now. Yep. Uh, yep. Fake Nerd Watch coming soon. Fake Nerds Watch probably within a week or so. Now, are you guys going to do the whole series? We will do the whole series. We'll probably... I, we haven't talked about it yet, but I think we're going to go... I'm thinking two episodes at a time rather than a single episode per episode. Oh, you, you, because, you still want to do the whole season? Because we have the whole series out. Uh, I was thinking we could go two episodes at a time and actually deep dive it, but again, we haven't discussed it off okay. air. Okay, well... Uh, I guess that's it then. That's, that's it for the that's the end of the show. Short All right. Topic. Good uh, night, guys. Book club. Book club. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Book Store. Can I help you find anything today? Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um. Anything readable? All right. Then time now for our book club. Uh. It's my turn. I chose a book called Half Past Danger. Oh, what's up, Danger? Written and drawn by Stephen Mooney. Um, let me get the, the other credits here real quick. <laughs> I should have had this. Uh, colors by Jordi Belair. Hell yeah, Jordi. Uh, so yeah, it's cool stuff. Uh, uh, he's going to be doing the newest uh, Black Widow series. He's yes. the artist on oh, it. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to pick awesome. it up now. Yeah, he's, really, he's, really, he's really excited about that. Uh, so let's just, just get into it. What did you guys think about this one? I didn't know dinosaurs were in this book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't? Nope. Oh. I didn't know anything about it, and I didn't really look that closely at the cover. So I was just like, oh, cool. It looks like like an old period piece, like a, hey, Indiana Jones uh, detective yeah. kind of adventure. So you also and I'm didn't like, know Hell yeah, let's Captain America was in this book either. Nope. And so I just like jump into it, and the first dinosaur showed up, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so I did see the cover, and it says dinosaurs, dames, and danger. I'm like... Well, shit! I'm into this. <laughs> yeah, Just I like, was I was sold on art and title alone, so I did not look that closely. So yeah. the dinosaurs were a total surprise. So <laughs> I remember, I remember. Um, actually, Ryan, you go first. You, you, your initial thoughts about this book? Oh, I thought it was fun. It was good. Oh, it's a good time. Um, I uh, I first heard about this book and working at the comic book store it was coming out in single issues, half past angels. Like, oh, that sounds that sounds rad. Then I heard there were dinosaurs in it. Then I heard there were Nazis in it. And then I heard it was a pulp adventure story with dinosaurs, Nazis, called Half Past Danger. The sequel is mm-hmm. called Dead to Rikes. And I was just like, okay, I'm picking this up. Yeah. Um, I uh, I kind of wish I would like I liked it a lot more because you know it's right up my alley. Same. Me too. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did I did like it a lot though. It's a, I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's a thoroughly good time, but I was never at a point where I'm like a ten out of ten loving it. But yeah. the entire ride through is like, man, this is a lot of fun. This, Holy, yeah. This book gave me um, it kind of gave me five ghost vibes. I got I got there. Iron hundred percent. What's the comic you the 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 World War Two comic we read? Brigade. Light Brigade. Light Brigade. I got that too. I, but I like Light Brigade more. But I got the same sensibilities. Yeah. I think I think for me what it was is that I felt like this just didn't it went right up to the line of pulpy. But it didn't go. It didn't cross as, it. It, di- it didn't yeah. go as pulpy as I wanted it to be. I'm like, you have freaking dinosaurs. Go, go, the Captain yeah. America, go, the go Captain crazy. America stuff. Jump that, that was jump a nice. That, that was a nice little. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a super soldier. That's yeah. pretty cool. So, I, so ben, but they treat it too too plainly. He he doesn't appear even though it's super there, human like too. Even much. though it's there, they they treat it too plainly. They don't go for the the over the topness yeah. of it. So Ben, Ben, you brought up half. I brought up uh, five, five ghosts. Yeah. Uh, five ghosts is a series I, I desperately love. 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love that series too. It is. It is uh, I got some Five Ghost vibes here, but it, with the difference is Five Ghost goes into that pulpy yes. yeah. area. It goes further there. Sure. Whereas this one goes up to the line, like you said. And I really, I wish it had gone further. Uh, but there, you know, there's still the femme fatales. There's uh, for sure. A, there, uh, there's a lot of what I love about it here. Yeah. It definitely just felt like a story where I'm like. Yeah. Go go like one I bet, step. Past I bet the this. sequel does go farther. That'd be great. Uh, I I I liked it. I I echo very much what Brandon's saying. Where like this is this is so much things I like. I love old radio dramas. Brandon knows this. Yeah. Knows I'm obsessed yeah. with old radio dramas. This felt like it could have been one of those old radio dramas. But the thing is, like when they do crazy things like this in the radio dramas, they go nuts. They go they go full like. Over I got the top, like, like Sky pulpy. Captain in the World Tomorrow. Yes, that's super crazy. Yes, like this didn't go that far. DC The New Frontier starts in in very much the same place that I wanted that to go. Hundred percent. Sky Captain is such a good call. Yeah, that's I wanted this to be at Sky Captain level, and it's like one step below it. And I'm yeah. like, no, go to Sky Captain level. Yeah. This uh, is exactly at Sky Captain level. There's dinosaurs in that movie too. I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> There's dinosaurs in Sky Captain. Yes, there are. I know. I forgot until this moment. Oh, I like that movie. I remember. It's <laughs> a great movie. So I know. I really want to take, have my dad take me to see that movie, but he never did. I never saw it. Anyways, back to Half Past Danger. I didn't. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't expect the. I guess I saw it coming, but I didn't expect it. The I guess s- that makes sense. The, oh, twi- the, the Spanish the, Inquisition. The double. No one ever does. <laughs> double agent. The double agent. I. I okay. was like, man, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be shocked. So I was actually, I thought I called it. When I was reading it, like when she shows up, she you can obviously tell us she's like, hmm, she's like very prim and proper. Very like, Black Widow. You're probably going to be a double agent. And then, of course, they, they meet the the paleontologist. I'm thinking, she, she's, there's no way she's, like when when it's the reveal, I'm like, it's Elizabeth. It's she, either, it's Elizabeth or Noble. I'm going to be pissed if once it's Noble. The, once, once the reveal starts, uh, I thought it was going to be Noble. But then uh, For but a second, I, I wasn't surprised that it was Elizabeth. What, yeah. what are you going to try to say? She has the beauty mark. She had to be the bad guy. That's true. Yeah. That's true. There's a. She's uh, the dangerous bad woman. She had the beauty mark. So yeah. when she do- and she also has a great line of, are you going to join me, Captain? And the captain just takes a shot. He's like, I'm going that's, in. That's a great. I took a picture of that. That's a great <laughs> scene. Um, there's a gr- so when the double the, the double agent thing happens and like they get locked in somewhere, uh, the evil Nazi guy goes, how fitting that your country will share your fate, American, uh, uh, punctured by our, by our flag as she bleeds like the proverbial stuffed pig. Heil Hitler, and he slams the door. Oh yeah, when uh, uh, Noble gets stabbed by a freaking Nazi flag. Yeah, that's a uh, that that's stuff. There's also a lot of Lost World, Jurassic Park, the movie yes. vibes, specifically the movie to this book. That I was like, yeah, all right. I mean, I've I, you know, like up to the villain getting killed by a T Rex in a cargo ship in the head downward yeah, hangar, yeah. and I'm so, like, dang guys, did you like Lost World, Jurassic Park? I think you like that movie. <laughs> so that is some great imagery, especially when hell uh, yeah, no, especially when like the quote unquote camera pans out and all you see are the eyes and the yeah. teeth. Yes, I saw that. I'm like, absolutely. Oh, what out? Because I was reading this normally late last night. I'm looking at this like, man, I really hope this doesn't haunt my nightmares tonight. I, I'd I thought be it really was, upset. I thought it was pretty sad. Also, that that you know, he looks at the brachiosaur and he's like. I'm sorry, I don't have another choice. Yeah, like, I, I, I kind of fell for that. Like the Brachiosaurus just looking at him, and, and also like, oh, Greta. Damn, damn long necks always making us feel things. I know. About to die. So <laughs> unsung MVP of this whole book is Ishikawa. Oh, that dude, dude Ishii is it, so cool. Ishii you're, you're is correct. the coolest dude ever, and also he keeps the dinosaur as a pet. I think that's adorable. It so of course cool. sets up the sequel. But not only that, I just love the fact that he is. A, a literal American. He was a Japanese who thought Pearl Harbor was dishonor. So he's like, "Nope, screw this, screw this. I'm gonna go on the other side." And everyone's like, 
Okay, that's fine. There's a, there's a double page panel that I took a picture of, and it's just him going down a hallway kicking fools' uh-huh, asses. Yeah. yeah. And it's just panel after panel of him just, doing kung fu moves. Just like, throwing shurikens, stabbing people with swords. Good comic book action. I do wish he were he was utilized a little more. Not necessarily in action, but as a character. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's also a scene where, uh, I think it's a main character, Noble, where he first sees a dinosaur, and he, and it's running towards him, and his hand's shaking, and he's not shooting the gun. And then yeah. as the dinosaur's about to bite him, he goes, ah, get it together! Yo, oh, <laughs> that, that moment, yeah, That Floyd. moment when they're like... Uh, surrounded by the uh, Dianonychus, uh and they're surrounded by them, and he's like, "No, you can't use the gun. Then they might know we're here." We got it, and he's like, "Oh, screw that!" And he just starts yeah, punching yeah. dinosaurs and throwing them at Breaking each other. Breaking their necks. Incredible! I loved it. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. I wanted more of that stuff. Same, same exactly. Same. Yeah, it, it doesn't go quite far enough to make this like the. Book I want to watch. I, I want to watch my super soldier man beat the shit out of dinosaurs movie. I am. That's I am. what I want. I am interested in the sequel, though, uh, so I will pick it up because I yeah. am, I want to know if they go hard in the sequel. Yeah. And again, not everything has to be a movie, but this is a. I, I want to know if they very go full easily, past danger. Easily translatable, like fun, pulpy, it's, not too expensive. It's essentially movie. a one shot. Uh, well, it kind of does give a little bit of a cliffhanger. Like you get that letter because Moss wasn't working for the Nazis; she was working for a third party. Man, she was like, Metal "Hey, Gear these baby. dinosaurs can't <laughs> leave the island. The, Amer- they, the Americans can't get them. No one can Triple get them." Triple agent. I I want a radio drama of this. Half, we can let's make it. Let's do it. Half ass danger. So good. What's up, danger? You know what? Let's do it. Add it to the list. All right. Add it to Show list. number twenty nine. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Brandon. That I really enjoyed reading this book. Yeah, it was th- it was that or a different one. Um, I'm happy with this choice. I'm glad I finally got to read this. I've had yeah. this on my shelf for a while. Um, all right, is that it? Got anything else? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All um, right. Heck yeah. Got it. Sparks, it's your book club next week. Do you know what you're going to do? Yeah, hey guys. Uh, so I name dropped it earlier. We're doing Skyward, Volume 1. Oh. Uh, yeah, we're going to check that out because um, I've been wanting to for a while. You got the, you got the info on your on hand who, who's, who's it by? I can do that in just a second. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm actually really excited. Uh, this was this was actually a really special moment for me. My cousin uh, also comes to D23. And what happened is that we had gone into the studios panel where they make us put our phones away. But we were in there like a half hour before it was going to start. And so she's just sitting there and she's not used to not having her phone around. And so she didn't plan for it, didn't have anything to do. And I said, hey, uh, you know what? I actually have a great comic here. Would you like to check it out? It's volume one. I think you'll actually be really into it. And she turned out to really love it. Um, thought it was really, really cool. Awesome. So I've been wanting to get to this for a while. So uh, it's created by Joe Henderson and Lee Garbett. And we're doing volume one. So Skyward. we'll take off from there. Heck yeah. Uh, right. I, I hope you all have a good time reading it. I had a good time reading it. Can't wait. This has actually been one I've been picking up uh, in stores and issues. Nice. Um, all uh, right. Is it image? It is That's image. Yes. Image, cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so that'll do it then. Heck yeah, baby. Um, we, we have it. A, we were, we have a, a lot that we were talking about, uh, gonna come out uh, that we're gonna do this, this weekend. Um, but I'm not gonna say what they are right now, just in case we don't get them, get through them or whatever. I mean, and even even then, like knowing some of the things we're talking about, like they're probably gonna be a little bit backlogged for yeah. a while before we finish them. So, but I will say next week is it chapter two. Yeah. Well, another uh, a review. It's been a w- couple weeks. I think I hope our review palette is cleansed. I am. Oh yeah. I am s- so ready for that movie, you guys. Yeah, so, me too. So Faye and I were at the mall last night, just hanging out, and at the Hot Topic store, they had a bunch of it stuff. So of course, I'm looking at the pops on one side of the of the window. She goes, she creeps up from the side of the pops with the freaking SS Georgie and the mouths at me. You'll float too. You'll float too. I'm like. Damn it, uh, we're almost f- guaranteed to have the um, 
Harley Quinn and the Birds of Tra- Birds of Prey trailer because there's the a Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. <laughs> Birds of Prey. What? Uh, the Birds of Prey trailer because they there is a specific Warner Brothers made uh, trailer where Harley destroys a bunch of red balloons, thinking that it's an it trailer, and it becomes the Birds of Prey trailer. So get ready for that next week. So uh. We also hit 400 followers, over we 400 did. followers oh, on Instagram, yeah. which is really awesome. We did, yes. um, thanks to, we did a shout out on Instagram for just a Rickin, who shouted us out on his YouTube channel and yep. just a little podcast. Thanks, Mr. Rickin. Giving us Appreciate some attention. Um, in we similar really news, it. I am now at 97 followers on my personal Instagram. Oh, wow. I said Yay. that if I hit 100, I would consider bringing back a Twitter for myself. So you got three to go, guys. <laughs> uh, and then I'll, I might have to revisit the world of Twitter. I'm surprised, honestly. You know, uh, yeah, it's been racking up a little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I, think uh, I know why we've been seeing some steady growth. Uh, I, I think it is because of the people we have shouted out. Uh, I think they've done Support, a tremendous baby. job of supporting us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that goes that uh, goes seamlessly into what I'm about to say. Uh, thank you to everyone who supports us. We are yes. at 400 fo- followers on Instagram. Uh, we have grown in our listenership. We have grown our YouTube. Uh, every single person who is listening to this right now, every single listen, every t- single time you listen to us, it is a support. It is. It is. You have supported us just by listening, just by subscribing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. However, if you want to, you know, go that extra mile. We do have a Patreon. We do have a Tee Public. You can support us there. Uh, Just give us five stars and likes, baby. That's all we really want. Five mm-hmm. stars and likes. That's what gets. That's what gets our names out there. Yeah, give us. Please give us five star reviews. Yeah, please. Five star review. Five star podcast. I now understand why every podcast I listen to asks, please rate and review, because that's the only way you get noticed. Is your name rises up with more uh-huh. reviews yep. and listens you get. Um, so our Patreon and our T Public, they do have links in the description. Uh, T Public has about a sale a month, so d- look out for those. Yeah. Um, on the Patreon, there are two tiers: the actual tier, which is five dollars. Uh, you get all, all sorts of cool bonus stuff, um, and you ship in a bottle. And the ship <laughs> bottle tier, which I'm leaving up for the time being. I don't know when I'm going to take it down. But if you guys do want to support that tier, I will send you a ship in a bottle. I am serious about this. Do it before it goes away. I really want. <laughs> I really. <laughs> um, all right. I want to see that happen. And our tea public is also in the description. We have our miscellaneous shirts, our fake nerd podcast shirts, our basement arcade shirts. Don't be a dick. And the new fake nerds pixel eight uh, bit pixel shirt from Pydron. Yep. Um, is that all the shirts we have? Yes. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and so I'll suburban proctologist. I'll give a yes that as well. I'll give a quick uh, YouTube update thing. Um, hey, in a similar note to like five star reviews and all that, please subscribe to our channel. Even if you don't really watch our videos all the time, if you are like casually supporting the show, just go subscribe. Like just just, just you know toss out a subscription. Yeah. Uh, like ten more we, than we I saw desperately, last week, desperately, so. desperately want to hit a hundred subscribers so that we can change our name. <laughs> oh, I forgot we need a hundred. Yeah, we yeah. need a hundred yeah. subscribers so we can change the name of our channel, which you we guys want can to do. even like like um, get us to a hundred, and then we could change your name, and then you can unsubscribe. But yeah, don't honestly, do that. Like, don't do like that. we prefer you didn't. But yeah. Uh, so, so please, uh, I'll advocate for that. I am doing my best to uh, catch us up onto our modern podcast episodes where we're at and have them out. Uh, they are now coming, as I said at the top, with new visual intros and and video endings to coordinate with Jeremy's wonderful new music pieces that he made for us. Which and you BT, can see those there. Which BT dubs are totally awesome. They are totally awesome. Um, and in a similar fashion to that, I will. I am also working on our backlog and a couple of other little things uh, for our shows. Basement Arcade is still running with Sonic Mania. A new episode came out this week. Uh-huh. A new episode will come out next week. Fake Nerds Watch is probably about a one more week away before we pick up the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance series, and mm-hmm. we will run through that for a while. Yeah. Uh, on my own front, <clears throat> uh, 
Sparks and I might be doing some basement arcade stuff if scheduling allows, because like I want to have more than just one game running mm -hmm. if we can. Right. Uh, also, I'm going to be working on some some own backlog stuff. We have commentaries and stuff like that that I might yeah. be working on. Uh, so just keep 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 an eye on YouTube. There's gonna yeah. be a lot of stuff. There's gonna be a lot of stuff we're working on on several of our projects right now. Uh, and I will just say this right out front: I'm gonna do my best to keep up on the YouTube stuff. This is both for you guys and for our listeners. But I am in school now, and that does make it a little bit of a challenge. So You're I have to work around my and school you have schedule. A job. Yeah, I do. Yes. Um, so I have to work around both of those things, and I'm gonna do my best to keep up with it. But just every once in a while, please give me some slack. Like I can I also balance help. that schedule. Yeah, because I have a nice computer. Our YouTube channel. Is in the link in this is in our description as well. Link Always. In the description. So you can find them very easy. We make it very easy for you guys. Um, <coughs> we do also a Funko affiliate. You can uh, go on. You click the link in the description. Go to Funko.com by clicking the link in the description. Um, when you check out, you will just buy what you're normally going to buy. When you check out, use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase. We get a kickback from Look that. Look at that, baby. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. We just went through that, but seriously, can't be said enough. Hey, guys. Uh, Funko just announced like a whole bunch of new Dragon Ball Z pops, and yeah, they, they all did. look great. That uh, Frieza. That metal, it's it's the Mecha Frieza. The oh, Mecha that Frieza looks robot. great. I saw that. Have they yeah. not had that yet? It looks so That's good. That's crazy. I it's want it. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci, uh, who, did our, who does our new great, theme musics. Great friend. Great yeah. friend, great collaborator. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. We are working on several more pieces. Yes, you can find him. You can find him also on a show, Suburban Proctologist, which is coming back soon. Uh, so, yes, and the other thing I'll say is he and I are talking about for his own YouTube thing um, that we w are working on getting a key art piece for every episode, and then we're going to upload it with an audio waveform uh, over it for his Sub show to spread out. So you'll be able to find it on YouTube in the near-ish future. Very cool. Um, all right, so you can find that on Facebook.com slash official or Instagram at Podcast. Thank you to Mike Batola for our cool logos and for being a great friend and for mm -hmm. coming on the show and for being super supportive when we didn't get our Long Beach Comic Con panel. Uh, Rip. But we have submitted for an LA Comic Con panel. We're doing it, baby. Wish us yeah. luck. We will submit to every single place that will let us until we get this done. <laughs> yes, yep. it's going to happen. See you at D23 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mike Matola has said uh, that we were allowed to throw his name around. Mike Matola, Mike Matola. <laughs> so uh, you can find him at Mike Matola. He is our big dick. <laughs> Just <laughs> throwing it around. <laughs> it around. Did you guys know that he was on that uh, uh, show right this minute? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. He's really getting, cool. He's getting real acclaim, baby. He deserves it. Yes, he does. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. If you'd like to find us, fakenerdguys at gmail.com. Uh, I'm BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Talk to me on Twitter about my Hawks Pox. Can't get rid of it. <laughs> ben? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and... On OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, which another article just went up last night about um, me talking about that book, the game console that I found a few weeks ago. But on the on Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at BenMagic27. Please talk to me on Twitter. I'm lonely. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want me to link it the description? If you want, go right. for it, please. I think I think every week okay. he's been he's been pretty good with it. I really want to keep doing making this a weekly thing. That's you. awesome, I man. I really yeah, want. Yeah, you you four for four. You're doing well. Keep going. Yeah, Sparks. Uh, you can find me at SparksWitty on Instagram and Instagram only. only. <laughs> Until he gets three more Instagram followers, and, and then I will, and then, then I, go I, to I will consider. Twitter. If you guys have questions, I keep my voice keeps cracking. If you have questions look, for Sparks, ask me. Yeah, and I'm not even I'm not even trying to be too aggressive, but obviously, like Sparks Witty is my is a moniker I use for the show, and running two Twitter accounts is a pain in the butt. Honestly, <laughs> that's the reality. It's just a pain in the butt. True. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us. That is. Very important, and I greatly appreciate it. Love Until you. Until next week, guys, stay fake.